o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition for January 10th, 2020. I'm your host, Kenny Pick, and, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp. Hello, Rain. Hi. Hi. How's things? Did you know, did you know that women outnumber men in the U.S. workforce for the second time in history? Oh, poor men's rights activists are going to... Um, soil themselves well, yeah because women <laughs> outnumber men in the u.s workforce guess who's gonna have to clean that shit up uh-oh sorry ladies so <laughs> uh <laughs> hi everybody happy friday happy friday happy to you friday. Wait, it is is it happy we're happy uh, eh, well we're, we're gonna make the most of it tonight because you know we have uh, we have some fun going on and part of that fun this is the one and only Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio subbing for Joe Santorsa tonight. Adam, uh, welcome uh, Clarksville, Clarksville, uh, Tennessee. Yes, good evening. And I just want to say that even though I am not an expert on foreign policy or the Middle East, at least I, unlike the guy in the White House, I know that Iran is not a song by a flock of seagulls. That well, that no, is true. Yeah. Actually, actually, hold on. I I got to correct you. Iran is part of a song by Flock of Seagulls. Iran is a country in the Middle East. You ruined my joke. Come on! All right. I, I thought I made it a little funnier. It's, it's, Fair it's, enough. it's called riffing. Anyway. Riffing. Yeah, it's, you know. So. Uh, we, don't, we don't workshop. Yeah. You're right. So, uh, so welcome everybody to the show. Some of the uh, we're gonna have uh, Miles and Michelle are gonna be on an hour two for Bobber, of course. So we'll get the 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 whole once again one of those uh, one of our favorite uh, Mike Check Radio Turn Up Tonight takeovers. It'll be fun. It's never a hostile takeover, which I approve of. So, um, but uh, another thing we're gonna be doing tonight is I have. Uh, uh, last week, this time last week, uh, I, I did a goofy thing during name calling and I said, I'm going to give everybody a new year's resolution to make a list oh. for me. <laughs> yep. yes. Not really, um, uh, truly a resolution, but a fun way to usher in, uh, 2020 and, you know, get to know some of our listeners, favorite things, you know, and some of our co-hosts because, uh, uh, all of our co-hosts have lists as well. So... Did you do your list, Rain? I'm gonna go on. I, I'm riffing. You're riffing. You're, you're gonna. I'm gonna okay. riff. You're gonna riff your. Uh, what I give you? Pizza toppings. 
that yes, what I gave you? you? Did, God yeah. damn it! Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. You could do so, unacceptable pizza toppings if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> I'm gonna riff. I mean, right. Pizza toppings is easy, dude. Yeah, it is. So, uh, but anyway, um, so let's go ahead and um, uh, get into the news. Before we do that, we're going to dedicate hour two and three to everybody's lists. We're gonna. I'm going to be doing a lot of reverse call-ins. Uh, I'll be calling uh, my dad, Heather, Theo, maybe Theo. Um, I need to still hear from him. Uh, Trojan Rabbit uh, and Livin. Livin. We haven't heard from Livin on the phone in a while. So I, I have some <clears throat> small news. It's because we have we have a listener. We have a listener, Tammy, who listens often the day after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tammy said she's going to be in the chat room. She's listening oh, live awesome. tonight. Oh, awesome. Awesome, and yeah. she maybe so hi, we'll Tammy. maybe we'll assign Tammy a list. So we could, uh, but yeah, we've got favorite uh, favorite movies from somebody, favorite radio shows from somebody, favorite TV shows, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and uh, and of course, uh, Adam has a list for us. He'll share later. But yeah, it, that all that happens in hour two. Probably get uh, all of our list uh, or, or our uh, contributor lists out of the way uh, in the first segment of hour two. And then we'll start doing listener contributions. Um, so, yeah, if anybody listening doesn't want to call in and they want their list to be read, um, uh, uh, send me a message on Facebook. Yeah, and I can read it for you. There you go. Yeah. So Rain already has a couple people's lists, and uh, Sandy gave us a voluminous one that we'll break up over the course of the evening. Um, but uh, all right, so let's go ahead and get to the news. Um, <sighs> All right. So, since last we uh, left everyone, uh, a lot of things have gone on. Thankfully, uh, even though there's some erroneous reporting that was going on about casualties, uh, no Americans, no, no lives were, were lost in the Iranian missile attacks on the military base. Uh, so, so that's good. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, weather change here again. Um... Just went from like being freezing to springtime. Uh, so, what did happen was uh, there, there was a significant loss of life with uh, Ukraine International Airlines Flight 752. And um, I want to play a clip here, real quick. This is from um, uh, Wolf Blitzer and Representative Jackie Spear from California. Uh, on the on her thoughts on the shooting down of this airliner, this Ukrainian flight, and um, and I don't think anybody here is going to disagree with Jackie Spears' analysis. If what is being projected is true, uh, this is yet another example of collateral damage from the actions that have been taken in a provocative way by the President of the United States. Well, is this type mm -hmm. of miscalculation, let's say, on the part of the Iranians more likely now to result in even heightened tensions? I would say that the continued saber, excuse me, the, the continued saber rattling by the President uh, doesn't help us. Um, I also feel strongly that by taking out General Soleimani, that that did not somehow uh, rid us of any of the planning that the Iranians would be doing or that the Shia militia 
that is um, throughout the region uh, is also engaged in doing. And we also have the, the leader of the Shia militia who was assassinated as well that uh, may be the subject of some efforts to seek revenge. Uh, this needs to be de-escalated. The president needs to stop saber-rattling. He needs to find a way to uh, use our allies to find a, a means by not just tamping this down, but getting uh, Iran to the table where we can renegotiate a joint um, agreement on the use of nuclear weapons and uh, move forward in a manner that is, is not as uh, bellicose as the president has been as he addresses Iran. Iran has been a bad actor. Soleimani was a bad actor. But there are many people in that region and around the world that are bad actors. We have to find a way to live together um, and attempt to move towards peace. Yeah. So, uh, definitely amen to that. And amen. the reason... Amen! I mean, it, it doesn't take uh, a rocket scientist to figure out that this was, uh, you know, this was Iran thinking they were shooting down an American interest. I mean, I mean, the, the timing. <laughs> I mean, what what other reason would there be? Um, and you know, all those lives lost. All the, the Cana- how many? Were there like seventy Canadians there? Uh, you know, sixty-eight. Yeah, one is too many. One well, oh, absolutely, many. one is too many. But this is, uh, you know, this is just—it's uh, it, jaw dropping to think that uh, Iran isn't going to lash out. And we said this, and we were terrified that you know, the you know, initially with their the the reports on the, uh, them striking the military base, and this is just horrific. How many people were on that flight? Do you know, Adam? I- uh, let's see if you don't know. That's hundreds of people. It's like 168. So, well, it's well over 100 people. So, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, uh, but uh, I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> how would it? I mean, what on earth? What other reason could there be? Oh. What other reason um, could there be for them there's... to shoot down the plane? There's one one other theory. I well, here's the thing. Mind. I mean, hang on one sec, Adam. From what I what we heard yesterday was uh, the theory was that their like automatic system to shoot off missiles went off, so it might have been an accident. That's what I remember hearing yesterday. However, today I was listening to MSNBC, and and I think that for me that theory seems to be coming into question because. That was the tenth plane that left from from that airport that day, and and the bombings had already started. Yeah, I mean, it seems so awful I, convenient for uh you know some kind of mechanical error to to happen. You know, yeah, I don't think it was a mechanical error, and I'm actually, me personally, you guys don't have to. I'm actually questioning if if this was a mistake. What it was the tenth. 10th or 11th plane to take off yeah. during these bombings. So it, some it, today the news, I mean, I don't know if you saw this today, Ken or Adam, but it, the, the news, and I'm not trying to be conspiratorial, this is actually reported, the news is shifting. And so now I'm sort of wondering, I'm not saying that Iran did this on purpose or even on accident. I don't mm-hmm. know at this point. 
but this plane definitely, definitely was blown out of the air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm sorry, Adam. No, no, it's fine. I, I, basically, there's only two scenarios here. They're either Iran did it accidentally thinking it was an American asset because certain right-wing talk show hosts can't keep their pie holes shut. Or it's a false flag and it was, I mean, it was done with a Russian missile. So. I, I don't. I, mm, I'm just there saying is, there it's a Ukrainian no flight. There's no proof to back it's, that up at this point. Well, yeah, I, I agree. But at the same time, that, you know, it's a Ukrainian flight. Geez, who is Russia However, fighting right now? Keep, keep in mind that there were a lot of Iranians on that plane that were um, college Iranians. Like, they were the smartest of the smarts. I mean, well, it wasn't just Canadians. There were a lot of Iranian uh, college students on that plane. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just, I don't. Well, uh, yeah, I I'm don't not ready to entertain. I'm not ready to entertain any kind of you know alternate theories other than what seems to be the most likely at this point. It um, does. It seems likely that Iran shot this plane down accidentally. It does. And I, they I, shot it down me. accidentally because they thought they were bombing an American interest because of what Trump did. Because of Trump assassinating well, Soleimani. And again, I'm not saying Soleimani, that, just like Jackie Spears said, Soleimani's not a good guy. Wasn't a good guy. Nobody misses him. Well, Unless the thing is, thing is, yesterday around 10 o'clock, I don't know what time it was, Marco Rubio, you know, yeah, that moderate douche nozzle, said it's just a matter of time before you start hearing some say that it's Trump's fault that Iran made a mistake and shot down a commercial airliner. Marco That's Rubio it is put, fault. Well, hold on. Now, hold on. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm going with what Jackie Spears said. That's what I'm going with, this, too. And This uh, would not have happened. Yeah. This entire situation would not have happened at all if, if this administration didn't take Soleimani out. Yeah, the, so arguably it's Trump's it's, fault. It's <laughs> well... It's the, the, the fog of war argument to me. I mean, that's where I'm, I'm with. All right, I'm well, with we'll Spear agree to that. disagree on that. I mean, because I, I feel like I do agree with Jackie Spear because I feel like she's saying that because Trump acted the way he did, that yes, it absolutely is. He is responsible for this. Well, it doesn't help that Sean Hannity, before the before this airliner was shut down, Sean Hannity was on a stupid, shitty little TV shit show saying, oh, President Trump is sending the sending six B-52s over there. You know, and of course, Trump probably thinks, you know, thinks they're talking about Fred Schneider. <laughs> Those B-52s, they're big as a well, whale. And yeah, well, finish your thoughts on this because I don't, we don't have a lot of time to entertain different uh, thoughts on this because we have to squeeze our politics into an hour. No, it, no. yeah, I know. I'm just saying that, you know... Yes, this is all linked to Soleimani, but again, they were also on high alert, possibly because again, Sean Hannity can't keep his lip, you know, can't keep his pie hole shut, and is saying, you know, because we all know he and Trump are always talking on the phone. So, you know, again, remember, folks, loose lips sink ships. That was a saying during World War II for a freaking reason. Yeah. Well, um, let's go ahead and uh, play this next clip. This is Trump. 
um, talking about this, and he, he and I, I, it makes me sick to listen to this clip. But this is Trump talking about um, Ukraine International Airlines flight one seven fifty two. It's a tragic thing when I see that. It's a tragic thing, uh, but somebody could have made a mistake on the other side. Could have could have made a mistake. It was flying. It was it was flying in uh, not our system. No, it has nothing to do with us. Uh, it was flying in a pretty rough neighborhood and somebody could have flying made a in a rough neighborhood uh, some people say it yeah. was mechanical i personally don't think that's uh, even a question personally so we'll see what happens i don't know i really don't know i don't want to get that's up to them at some point they'll release the black box ideally they get it to boeing but if they gave it to france or if they gave it to some other country that would be okay too i think you know ideally that will be released i have a feeling that uh, it's just some very terrible, something very terrible happened. What a flippant and gross way to talk about this. Yeah. Wait, planes fly over bad neighborhoods. <sighs> a rough neighborhood. So clearly, it was the bad neighborhoods' fault or the rough neighborhoods' fault. Duh. Insane, insane. So, uh, so yeah, but you know, uh, uh, he's Trump's like, oh yeah, it's probably just a mistake on their part. Why, why would they have made that mistake, Trump? Why would they have made that mistake? What, what possibly could they, yeah. you know, I, I mean, what, you know, again, what, what, what could they have mistaken that that flight for? That's him deflecting, and that's him not taking any responsibility. One, mm-hmm. once again. I mean, well, he, he just, he's acting him. like, oh, well, they just decided to start bombing us. You know, whoops. Flew well, over that, a bad neighborhood. Yeah, what happened? You know. People walking around with no legs. So stupid. So, uh, so yeah. So he, he also said that yesterday. People walking around with no legs? Yes. Jesus God. Yes, he did say because of Soleimani, there are people who, who are walking around with no legs and no arms. <sighs> Okay, yeah. He also uh, what? What else did he say the other day? He said, uh, um, "This is the only thing I got from his speech after." Uh, it, it, basically, he just sounded like he was he was backing way down from Iran. Uh, but it, but he said uh, this: "Your campaign of terror, murder, mayhem will not be tolerated what, any what? longer." What was that? Tolerated. 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 Many people tolerated. are flushing tolerateds 15, 20 times. May- we're looking into toilets. Maybe he was threatening to send the Iranian leadership to tell you right, we're Colorado. Lo- we're looking strongly into toilets. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Well, he is full of shit. That is true. Uh, never been in question. And, uh, yeah, so... So that was his, hold on, that was his address from Wednesday, correct? Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, calling yeah. that calling that an address is like calling Jeffrey Dahmer a decent human being. <laughs> oh, well, um, that whole thing, that whole thing was so strange, guys. It was, it was an Adderall fueled sniffle fest. He had blue, he had blue underneath his eyes the past two days. His the dentures were slipping him. out. My God! It, it, towards the end, it, you could tell he was pushing his his upper plate back in with his tongue. Um, I saw it. No lie. 
And um, you know, he wants to talk about Nancy Pelosi's teeth. Okay, bro. Um, and uh, yeah, so so there's that. Now, someone the, someone who support. Oh, sorry, Kenny. Finish. Someone who support depends on people who are well known to have shitty dental care shouldn't be making fun of other people's teeth. Agreed. Agreed. So. Um, all right, so uh, moving along here, um, the reaction has been wide and varied from the initial uh, attack of uh, the assassination of Soleimani. Um, I mean, there's no other way. You know, people are upset that they're we're calling. You know, people are referring to this as an assassination. Well, what the fuck else is it? Is it an oh. act? Is it an act of war? I, I have no problem saying that Bin Laden was assassinated. You know, well, here, here's the thing. It it broke today. So they I know we're probably going to go back and forth about um, Pompeo and all that other bullshit, whether it was imminent or not. Yeah, I got that stuff. But but I personally feel like this was an assassination because he did not inform Congress before or after. Like, I think there's a 24 hour period when this. From when this happens, like you have 12 hours before or after, I, I'm sure that people in the chat room can correct me on this, but nobody was informed. Nobody was informed. And today we found out that the same day that they killed, uh, can I just go calling him Salami? Because it's just easier. I don't care. Um, they, they, according from WAPO, they launched another operation targeting another Iranian official in Yemen. So they had two attacks going on at the same time, and nobody was informed. Yeah. Nobody in the Gang of Eight, nobody, period, was informed. So I, I don't... I, this you know how I know this wasn't an... You know how I know this was an assassination? Go ahead. Soleimani wasn't informed. Well, yeah, Sulem, actually, Salami. <laughs> there, are, there are stories out there that he was kind of lured into Iraq... Because evidently, somebody in the administration told Iraq we want him to come to Iraq so we can talk about working things out. I I, I don't I don't I don't have facts. Well, we don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I literally have read you know little kind of things on Twitter. So I, I want to make that really clear. I don't have an actual link yeah, to back that yeah. up. But it sounds like he was lured into Iraq. It could to very be well be. It could very well be. We don't know, but yeah, let's you know we don't know. So, uh, but I want. And the other thing, the other yeah. thing, Ken, quickly. I want to make this really quick. The other thing, where was the war room pictures? Was Trump in the war room at all? Was there a war room like when we killed Bin Laden? I, don't, I and doubt when we it. Killed Hussein. I doubt it. I think they he probably couldn't be bothered. I so I, I this this just smells like. Teen spirit, not not teen spirit. Teen spirit. Um, all right. Um, that Trump wears teen spirit. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh and get to some other audio here because uh, again, reactions have been wide and varied uh on this, and um, I want to play this uh, clip here. This is uh, Brianna Keeler with uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth. Responding to uh, that piece of uh, the, the garbage sack known as Doug Collins 
Um, he oh, said no. that Democrats okay. love, we're in love with terrorists. And uh, Tammy Duckworth had a little something to say about this. Republican Congressman Doug Collins is attacking Democrats. Uh, he claimed basically that Democrats love terrorists. Let's listen. They're in love with terrorists. We see that. They, they mourn Soleimani more than they mourn our gold star families who are the ones who suffered under Crazy. Soleimani. That's a problem. Can you respond to that? I'm not going to dignify that with a response. I left parts of my body in Iraq fighting terrorists. I don't need to justify myself to anyone. I want to ask you, when he brings up Gold Star families and they become sort of like a pawn in this political discourse, I mean, what is your view on that? I'm disgusted. I will not, I will never, ever use gold star families, military men or women, or their families as any pawn in any political game. Let me tell you something. This issue is about America's national security. It is not a partisan political issue. My concern is, is America safer today than it was before the president made this rash decision without considering the consequences and having a plan in place to handle the consequences? And my answer at this point is no. I am not sad that this man is dead. I am glad that he's gone to meet his maker and that he will get his just desserts. But at the end of the day, because of the poor handling by the White House of the consequences of their actions, America's troops are now hunkered down on bases as opposed to taking the fight to destroying ISIS where they are. American forces are now under greater um, danger of attack from Iran and other um, uh, uh, hostile forces in the Middle East. And now potentially we have innocent civilians who have been shot down by Russian-made missiles coming out of Iran. I don't think this makes us or anywhere else in the world safer today as a result of this poor decision by the president. Yeah, and uh, just one quick <laughs> reminder for Doug Collins and Trump and everybody else. Um, let me see. During the twenty six, the run up to twenty, the twenty sixteen election, I recall there was a controversy of a certain member of a certain political party attacking Gold Star families. Who was that? Oh, Bernie Sanders. Oh, no, um, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and that was Donald Trump. Also, yeah. uh, we're in love with terrorists. Excuse me, but wasn't it your party who branded? Um, Kim Jong uh, Il, Kim Jong Un, you know, basically the you know the the current regime in uh, North Korea as part of the axis of evil, and Trump literally said he fell in love with Kim Jong Un. Uh-huh. He's also quite fond of Erdogan in Turkey. Yeah, and um, I don't know what is his MSB in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so. Gee, Adam, doesn't it seem like Doug Collins might be talking about somebody that he likes more than us? Well, you know, I, I don't I don't expect Doug Collins to say anything rational or sane any more than I expect a vampire not to suck blood. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I still but, think it was disgusting what he said. Though. It was it was because dis- like, there was yeah. not one Democrat. There was not. There is not one person that mourned the death of this guy. Not a single one. And, that, and that's the straw man part of it. It's not the fact that he's dead. It's why and when was he it was killed? Prudence. And was it necessary right now? Yeah. Was it truly prudent? Was it worth? You know. It's like. It's like, 
I mean, it, it, do you do, did you put the glove on up to the shoulder when you stuck it in the viper pit, or did you just wear like a, some fingerless and like new wave gloves from the eighties? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it, was it really? This was not really? the time to knock the hornet's nest out of the tree. Yeah. Um. So so that's the, you know, but then again, you know that kind of this kind of discussion is uh, what starts with a new and ends with ants. What is that word? Nuance. That's right. Um, and the Trump cult new doesn't genre. get that. The Trump I cult. I heard it, Trump say it. It's yeah. pronounced nuance. Yes, uh, it's also re- related to tolerated. Tolerated. <laughs> Seriously, that does sound like Jerry Lewis. So, hey, lady. Yeah, I mean, my lord. Um. So. Anyway, all right. On that note, we have to go to the break. We're gonna we got some more audio. I don't know if we're gonna be able to get to all of it tonight, uh, because again, we're gonna go pretty politics light. Because I really love the homework assignment I gave everybody, uh, and I want to get to that. I want to make sure we have plenty of room for people to talk on their calls because they are gonna be rattling off lists, and I, I don't want to just say okay, read it, goodbye, you know. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna try and be nice to everybody tonight. But um, anyway, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, go to the break. Adam, do you have a, a request, uh, anything from the music catalog you'd like to hear? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's go. Uh, can we do uh, Planetarium by Bobber? Uh, that is always, uh, if I can spell it. Uh, yeah, there we go. I got it. Tell, so. tell you right it. Uh, <laughs> tell you right it. All right. Hey. Planetary drum. Planetarium. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got planetarian. Uh, planetarian. Planetarium. <laughs> Trump's making us all dumb. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm Trump dumb. Kenny's, Kenny, Kenny's caught TTS, Trump talking syndrome. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so anyway, we'll be right back with more Turn Up Tonight with me, uh... Adam and Rain. I can't remember who's here. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll be right back. And of course, Miles and Michelle will be joining us in an hour too. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking more.
Tim Cormall, host of the Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I'm worth It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Rain. Hi. Hello, and of course, uh, subbing for Joe Santorsa tonight, Mr. Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio. Welcome back, sir. And probably making Joe offended that I'm doing a terrible job. No, I'm just playing. Happy birthday, Barb. 
Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for Happy bringing birthday, that up, Barb. Adam. Yeah. Happy birthday, so. Barb. So, yeah, he's Joe's, off. Uh, Joe's, as he would say, Joe's better half. Yeah. So I'll say it, too. Uh, so <laughs> I love them both, those nutty kids. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and get back into our politics because, again, mixed reactions. Uh, we, we heard from uh, Tammy Duckworth after that jackhole uh, Doug Collins said the na- did the nasty smear. Apparently he's apologized, but it doesn't mean shit. I want him on camera he apologizing. He only apologized on Twitter. He didn't apologize yeah, on that's any what of I'm the media saying. outlets. That that's what I'm that saying. Shit. I want him to apologize yeah, on Doug. camera. So... Um, Woman up, go on TV and apologize for what you, you said. Go. And uh, and yeah, so uh, with that, with but yeah, with that all out of the way, we also have um, some interesting uh, little reactions from Republicans. Uh, this one uh, was uh, a surprise. Uh, Matt Gates. Uh, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> I hate this guy so much, but apparently, uh, it, you know, giving Trump um, unlimited war powers is a bridge too far. Uh, he and people like Rand Paul are hopping on the. Uh, who, who was that 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 sponsored this? That co-sponsored this with Rand Paul? What? what who was the Democrat? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Uh, was yeah. Was it t- Murphy? No, I, I I mentioned it. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but uh, well, it is in the overall. Yes, it is a big deal. But but this is yeah. uh, Matt Gates, uh, a total toady Trump bootlicker. Uh, here's some excerpts of his speech on this. I represent more troops than any other member of this body. I buried one of them earlier today at Arlington. Oh, if the he? members of our armed services have the courage to go and fight and die in these wars as Congress, we ought to have the courage to vote for them or against them. I support the president. Killing Soleimani was the right decision, but engaging in another forever war in the Middle East would be the wrong decision, and that's why I'm voting for this resolution. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he's probably just doing this. So, you know, at some point down the road, he can go down, go, go and say, oh, I didn't march lockstep with Trump. So, you know, it's, it's political, you know, otherwise he wouldn't have said he personally buried uh, a dead soldier. Yeah, Um, That guy hasn't held, held a shovel in his life. No. Not even to shovel up his own shit after Maybe puking. one of those little yellow plastic ones in the sandbox last weekend. Oh <laughs> um, but yeah, that'd be about it. You see, here's the thing. I, I believe Mike Lee and, and Rand Paul on their indignation on this. Yeah. I, I do. I, I just... Gates... Him, I, I don't know. I find it smells. him sketchy. It smells... Uh, Adam, your thoughts on Gates's uh, uh, mm, break in the ranks? Uh, it's it's naked political uh, political opportunism. Uh, I mean, uh, he probably got some some bad poll numbers. I, I mean, America is in twenty twenty. America is going to reject Trumpism like a bad organ, and he's I trying to get out right. of that. Well, I, I, I really right do, too. Rain. I really do. I think. I think America has had it with this fascist bullshit, and I, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't think he's going to leave peacefully. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to the Neville news footage of him being dragged out, kicking and screaming, from the people's house. Do so. you, do you guys think that he? 
when he said he lives in a district that has more was it more did he say more soldiers he, re- more? he says he represents more more troops than any other uh, is that true I, don't, uh, I doubt it I don't know I don't know I don't I, you well, know where's well, uh, yeah, you you look into that, but we gotta we gotta keep going through the audio. I don't know, I don't, we gotta uh, move. We gotta. Plow. I don't want to. We can't get into the minutia stuff like that. Um, and uh, here is uh, Senator Mike Lee uh, fuming after the briefing on Suleimani. Uh, this is a long clip, so buckle down. Mike Lee's very unpleasant to listen to, but at least he's not. Uh, at least you know he's he's freaking out over the Trump administration, and Mike Lee is a total scumbag. Uh, by the way, big friends with yeah. Ted Cruz as well. He's a freaking teabagger libertarian. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, here's uh, here's what Mike Lee had to say about the briefing on the assassination of Soleimani. What we were told over and over again was, uh, look, this action was necessary. Uh, this was a bad guy. We, we had to do it. And um, uh, we can't have division. We can't have dissension uh, within our ranks, within our government, or else it sends this, the wrong signal. To the Iranians, and I just I think that's completely wrong. They were asked repeatedly, "What, if anything, would trigger the need for the administration to come back to Congress for a declaration of war or an authorization for the use of military force?" At one point, I believe one of the briefers said something along the lines of, "I'm sure we could think of something," but they struggled to identify anything. They were asked specifically, "Well, what about if you?" Uh, if you concluded, well, uh, it's not my point to get into that here. I don't want to accidentally say anything classified. My point is, they were asked a number of hypotheticals about situations in which they might have to uh, appropriately come and ask for authorization for Congress. Not once did they say, yes, we need to do it in that circumstance. Uh, at one point, one of the briefers said something like, uh, don't worry, we'll consult you. Well, with history as our guide, uh, consultation isn't necessarily the same thing as authorization for the use of military force. A declaration of war or an AUMF is what the Constitution requires, and drive-by notification or after-the-fact lame briefings like the one we just received aren't adequate. Do you think the president should have carried out this attack against Suleimani? Uh, Look, I'm still agnostic as to that, Manu. I, I still haven't had the questions answered that I came into that briefing expecting to ask. They left after 75 minutes. Now, I, I, I understand these are busy people. They've got a lot of demands on their time. They're appearing before a coordinate branch of government, a coordinate branch of government responsible for their funding, Co-equal. for their confirmation, for any approval of any military action they might undertake. And they had to leave after 75 minutes while they're in the in the process of telling us that we need to be good little boys and girls and run along and, and not debate this in public. I, I, I find that absolutely insane. I, 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 I think it's unacceptable. And so I, I, I don't know what they had in mind. I went in there hoping to get more specifics as far as the factual, legal, moral, moral justification for what they did. Um, I, I'm still undecided on that issue, in part because we never got to the details. Every time we got close, they'd say, well, um, we can't discuss that here because it's really sensitive. We're in a skiff. We're in a secure underground bunker yeah. 
where all electronic devices have to be checked at the door, and they still refuse to tell us. I, I find that really upsetting. I think that that was some pretty co- that was a pretty compelling argument from a guy I cannot fucking stand. Yes. On all fronts. Yes. You know, I don't think necessarily his verbiage was right every step of the way, but um, that was. I think uh, that was the most honest we've ever heard him. Yeah. Honesty and Republicans are are rare, you know, an honest Republican's like a unicorn, you know. Um, But yeah, I, 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 you know, Adam, do you think, do you think that, uh, what do you think of what Mike Lee said? I think a busted clock is right twice a day. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, but on his, you know, on all the points he was making. Uh, he's making point. I think that he's more offended that uh, Trump didn't kiss his ring. Because remember, this is one of the golden boys. You know, one of those constitutional conservatives. I'm the sure. only person who knows what the Constitution says. So I think that he's just kind of mad that he hasn't been given the deference he thinks he's entitled to. He's not doing this out of loyalty to the country. He's doing it because he feels personally slighted. I can I point of order. Yeah. What? What? I, Go ahead. I, I disagree with that. I disagree, I disagree with too, that. Yeah. I think the reason why I disagree with that is not just because what he said there was really unfiltered. You could, I mean, come on. We listen, we listen to Republicans enough to know when they're filtering their comments. That was really unfiltered. But the next step, if you go to today, again, Mike Lee, not, not Mike Lee, but Pompeo and, and I don't know who the other guy was Mnuchin um, they 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 kind of said it was imminent imminent it was an imminent threat well I have the audio of that yeah Yeah. and they basically called him a liar called Mike Lee a liar you know on all the on all the news networks they they interviewed senators the other senators who were in that room and every single one of them Republican and Democrat Mm-hmm. said the word imminent was never used ever yeah. so whatever you know what mike lee said then was backed up by every every senator today yeah and well I, I feel like he was speaking truth i don't i don't feel like he was upset because you know he didn't get what he wanted from trump i really feel like he was upset yeah i i, I got that i sent got that sense too um and you know, I mean, there. I, I, all, but I don't necessarily disagree with Adam that you know there there is, you know, it, it's easy to be cynical with Republicans because they are so self-serving all the time. I so you, you I, I don't. You trust guys have to know I, I agree, agree with that. that. Oh yeah. You. I'm just, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm just backing Adam oh, up no, a that, little that, bit. There, I, so. That's where I stopped. You know, I don't trust I don't trust him. I don't trust Rand Paul as far as I can throw because they claim to be they love the Constitution, but. They've done the exact same bullshit that they accuse everyone else of doing. They are world-class heavyweight <laughs> champion hypocrites. Yeah. So anyway, so I don't want to give them credit. Yeah. All right. Mike Pompeo was asked about uh, whether the attacks were imminent today in a press briefing. Briefing with it was funny because it was like it was like Pompeo was Jab of the Hut and Steve Mnuchin was Salacious Crumb. It was, that, I just kept thinking that. <laughs> um. So uh, thanks for that delightful mental image. Well, hey, I think the the Star Trek, or I'm sorry, Star Trek, oops, 
The Star Wars reference is, is probably pretty bastard. welcome. The Star Star Wars reference I'm not is probably nerd, but the Star yeah, Wars reference is probably pretty welcome, you know, uh, from the the Trump cult, though, right? So anyway, uh, here's clip one. The administration said this this strike was done based on an imminent threat. But this morning, you said we didn't know precisely when and we didn't know precisely where. That's not the definition of imminent. The president has also suggested that there was some sort of attack being planned against an embassy, perhaps several embassies. Can you clarify? Did you have specific information about an imminent threat? And did it have anything to do with our embassies? We had specific emanation, uh, information on imminent threat. <laughs> And that threat stream included attacks on U.S. embassies, period, full stop. So you were, you were mistaken when you said you didn't know precisely when and you didn't know precisely nope. where. Nope, uh, completely true. Those are completely consistent thoughts. I don't know exactly which minute. We don't know exactly right. which day it would have been executed. But oh it was very God. clear. Qasem Soleimani himself was plotting a broad, large-scale attack against American interests, and those attacks were imminent. Against an embassy? Against American facilities, including American embassies, military bases, American facilities throughout the region. Wow. Oh, my God. But wait. Here's the There's thing. There's more. Go ahead. If, if you don't know where and when, you can't call it imminent. Well, he just likes that see, word. See, the thing is, is he could have said, we do know where, we do know when. It was imminent. And we revealed that to the senators and the House members in the skiff, which he did not do. Which yep. says to me, they are lying more. And they don't know yeah. how to keep up with their lies. So... Uh, but there was follow-up. There was a follow-up from another reporter. Uh, and here is clip two of Pompeo lying through not even his own teeth, but Trump's, but Rudy Giuliani's uh, upper plate. What is your definition of imminent? <laughs> this was going to happen. And American what? lives were at risk. And we would have been culpably negligent, as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said, we would have been culpably negligent had we not recommended to the president that he take this action in Qasem Soleimani. He made the right call, and America is safer as a result of that. We're going to try to do one question for everybody, just so that as many people can get questions. So I don't mean to cut you off, but we're trying to... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh the, Mike Pompeo's emotional support creature uh, had to end the questioning there. Did you hear uh, the part where he said we recommended to the president? Yep. Okay. I recall. I recall reading that uh, Pompeo was stated he wasn't going to leave public service until Suleimani was dead. So of course he's egging Schittler on to do this. It was boy talk. You know what? I have I have some I have some news for everybody. What's it's, that? Well, it's imminent. It's imminent. Based on what Pompeo said, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> no rain. You're gonna live forever or die trying. No, it's imminent. I'm gonna die. I don't know when. Can he help I don't me know out where? here? You know what I say? I don't know how, but it's going to happen. I quote Stephen Wright on this. Uh, <laughs> I plan to live forever. So far, so good. <laughs> that was awful. And that was our Secretary of State, by the way. The Secretary of State. 
a secretary of state (laughs) the previous secretary of state was john Kerry, and before that was hillary clinton just want to point that out yeah uh, yeah. You know, I, I rumor has it's it. It's also that, imminent that I'm going to have to take a shit. Rumor has it. I don't it, know when. I rumor don't, has I it when. that Pompeo was actually changed from his uh, his uh, <laughs> original name, Pompous Ass. Um. But yeah, un un unbelievable stuff. Sort, here. sort of like when uh, they changed Latrine's name from Shit House. <laughs> yes. Pompeo, you know, every now and then I would like to remind people he graduated from West Point. Yeah. He understands, you know, the rules of war. He understands this stuff. So when he says things like what we just heard, it's it's really bothersome. That's the thing with people who people who who graduate with, you know, you know, from West Point or, you know, uh, who have other military experience. A lot of them like take Mike Flynn, for example, they will take their yeah. military experience and they will, they, and they will let that power, you know, go to their head and they will try and use it to justify whatever action they can. They'll twist their little worldview to try and comport with everybody else's. And, and as we're seeing right now, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'd like to way. believe that they're in the minority of the people yeah. who graduate from West Point. Yeah, and it's you know it's it, this, we saw this again and again with people in the Bush administration. I mean, uh, this is uh, yeah, this is this is ugly shit. So uh, I'm gonna see if we can squeeze in one more audio clip before we go to the break. Uh, sorry if you hear me blowing in a scraping sound. I'm actually um, I'm sanding something down. I'm working on a sculpture piece. So, it sounded like you were scribbling something down with like oh, a no. No, I'm I'm sculpting a little head for a custom figure and um I I I'm sanding it down Kenny's and smoothing talking out the dirty. Yes. Sculpting a little head. More I'm doing a little head here. Um <laughs> so Susan went, "Huh." So, uh, I think we got through just about all of the uh, audio, but oh yeah, here, here here's one last one from Pompeo. This one, he, he ultimately says that uh, Mike, Mike Lee is a liar about the briefing. This was in an interview on Fox News, I believe. Here today at the podium, you no. said that the imminent threat was a threat to no. U.S. embassies. You didn't know precisely when or where. Last night, the president said it was a threat to embassies, including to our Baghdad embassy. Why can you say that here? And the president could say it at a rally in Toledo, but no one said it to lawmakers behind closed doors in a classified setting, as multiple senators have since said. We did. You said so the senators yes. are lying we, when they we, say we, that... We told, we told the them about the imminent threat. threat. All of the intelligence that we've briefed that... That you've heard today, I assure you, in an unclassified setting, we provide in the classified setting as well. To be clear, you told them that embassies were the sort were to be targeted. That was the imminent threat. I, I'm not going to talk about the details of what we shared in the classified setting, but make no mistake about it. Uh, those leaders, those members of Congress who want to go access this same intelligence, can see that very same intelligence that re- will reflect. Well, I described to you what the president said last night. Is as that well. threat now gone with Soleimani gone? Uh, threats are never gone. Uh, right? oh. It's always a lot of danger in the world. Always, always a lot of danger in the world uh, throughout the region. Uh, no, nobody believed yeah. that a single mission in any respect like took the down the risk of terror 
terror from al-Qaeda, terror from ISIS, terror from al-Shabaab. No, no one believes that. The president doesn't. Uh, look at the list, though. Look at the achievements in the administration. Uh, we took away the caliphate in its entirety. We took down Hamza bin Laden. No. We took down al-Baghdadi. We took down Qasem Soleimani. This is a list that has reduced the capacity for terrorists around the world to perform the functions that put American men and women and the homeland at risk. We're very proud of what we accomplished. We're going to stay the course. It's inspired oh new. It's it's inspired more terrorism is what it has done. Um, yeah, that's the blowback. And uh, they, they, they you gotta understand, uh, Trump cultists, martyrs are revered in the Middle East. Uh, in certain circles, yep. not all circles. Not you know, I'm not trying to you know say everybody in the Middle East well, is a terrorist because that's not true. Um, I mean, it's uh, human nature. It's human nature to revere people who've given their lives for what is perceived as greater cause. That's how. The, that's how. That's what the you know the Catholic Church did to spur the Crusades. Sure. You know, so it's nothing well, new. Yeah, it's nothing, even you know. even bringing it closer to home, Adam. I, and we we brought this up, you know, on on Tuesday. Is uh, there were protests in Iran, protesting the government for a more yeah. free, a more free Iran. You know. And as soon as this guy got taken out, they were like, "Yep, guess what? Now we're pissed off. We're gonna, we're gonna." They they rallied around their government, and that really is not unlike what happened. It really is not unlike what happened when we got attacked here in the United States mm-hmm. on September 11th. And what's really crazy is until Suleimani was assassinated the people were about ready to turn on the government that's, so what, I'm, that's lost, what i'm getting at yeah that's what ryan's saying we've yeah. lost we've lost the the mainstream iranian people for probably yes. at least one generation that's, most likely longer that's exactly what i'm getting at i mean i was never i was not a supporter of george bush before 9 11 i wasn't after but it it gave me pause after this guy was killed, and I, I want to be really honest about this because I've been thinking about this deeply. It gave me pause after this salami guy was killed. Um, why suddenly so much of America decided to rally behind George W. Bush, who did not win with like a huge majority yeah. in this country? It's because we were it's, all attacked, you know. Yeah, it's it's that wasn't an attack on Bush. That was an attack on America. On America, and he was our leader at the time. And I'm still not a Bush supporter, but I just want people to think about that. This is we lost the goodwill of the people trying to overturn or to to bring more democratic reforms to Iran by killing yeah. this guy. I think that's a really big thing that a lot of people. Well, Rand Paul know, even me, said he said diplomacy was probably dead for at least a generation. Yeah, I, I hate so. to say it, but I think you might be right. So anyway, um, all right, we're over. We got to go so we can get Miles and Michelle on. But yeah, so there's the uh, there's our news hour, everybody. <laughs> the TUTN news hour. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, so we're gonna go to the break. Uh, when we come back, Miles and Michelle will be joining us. Uh, I t- promised Miles he could rant a little bit about politics, and then we'd start getting into everybody's lists. So hang tight. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com 
This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Tolerate it. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp, home of the greatest still- party on Earth. Oh, we're going to try to do it again <laughs> next June. Nice. And uh, what else were you going to say? Yay! I was just going to say we're still not bombed. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's hope it stays that way. Uh, and, of course, from Mike Check Radio, sitting in for Joe Santorsa for all three hours, Mr. Adam Hebert. Peon First Class Hebert reporting for duty, sir! All right, you are not in the military. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> stolen art! Stolen valor! Sorry. Stolen valor. <laughs> um, and last but certainly not least, the dynamic duo, the Dream Team uh, from Port St. Lousy, Florida, on loan uh, from Mike Check Radio uh, as well. Uh, Mr. Miles Lagon, the Galaxy Master, at fake underscore Republican on Twitter. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Don't forget to sign the res- don't forget to sign the receipt for them tonight, my uh, Kenny. Oh, okay. All right, you got it. So, and that lovely giggle you just heard was the one and only Michelle Legon, Port St. Lousy, Florida. The uh, at Rogue DM on Twitter. Yes, and that's me. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for being here. We always it's always a pleasure. So I figured I'd kick things off with the. Uh, uh, I, I promise you, Miles, if you wanted to rant and rave a little bit about politics. This um, is the, I, can... I don't have much to say. I mean, to me, I mean, the, the, there was a I, I, I was tense, you know, with the uh, military clashing. There was some uh, 
yeah, uh, there was some stress definitely involved. And uh, fortunately, the people stepped back from the brink, allowing the overall week, I think, to be something to be feel good about with the uh, progress of... Because uh, what this attack was, it was literally just a distraction away from impeachment. And yeah. I think it failed. Yeah. Waypo and NBC have reported that. Yes. Uh, like, and I literally agree. front... Like, not even alluded to it. And when, <laughs> when you... Go ahead. They've they've got they've got people who are saying Trump did this to distract. Absolutely, because well, I, when they can't even get their message straight as to what the reasoning was. Yeah, for the attack, the assassination. I saw an article I, that that said Trump admitted to it. Yeah, you know, uh, 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 with you know a White House insider he's, said that. Oh yes. yeah, well. He's he's prone to blurt out the truth every now and then, especially if he thinks it makes him look good or tough or, or what yeah. have you. Um, yeah. So you know, like I said, I don't have enough. Um, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I've had problems with her in the past. You know, the non uh, taking uh, impeachment off the table, W for war crimes and her mishand. Yeah, yeah. But now, I think she's got things a little bit better. She's handling things. I'm 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 not disappointed. Uh, for how things are going now. I'll, what I'll kind of what, Michelle? I have a question for you. What kind of outfit should uh, Nancy Pelosi wear to go with the Trump's testicle earrings that she made? Oh, um, <laughs> I think I, I am thinking a nice, sophisticated uh, uh, maroon uh, uh, skirt set. Oh, okay. You know, a, nice, a nice maroon blazer. See, I would you know. have said something a little more dominatrixy. No, I don't. I don't wow. Know. Oh, no. What? <laughs> she doesn't need it. She needs to be understated. She you two should have workshopped this. You know. <laughs> oh, you, so, you, you, Miles will do this. It's. It, I'm used to it. Oh, I'll take it right into the gutter. I have no. Yeah. That's hey, I, I got. I don't think it's too gutter to say dominatrix. That's fine. We're oh, friends. No. With, hey, no, no, we're no, friends no, with Miss, Mistress Clarissa here on the program. <laughs> I, so, I'm sorry. If you have those earrings, you do not have to flaunt everything else. No, they you're are right. an accessory they, that will work well with a nice, you know, nice. Yeah, set. yeah. You know, icebreakers for conversation. Yeah. yeah, they're all kind of things. Sure. So, uh, just in closing, um, I mean, overall, I consider it a positive week. You know, John Bolton uh, stepping up and. Uh, yeah, as much as a schmuck as he is, oh, you know, putting a little a little more pressure on McConnell. I like that. I like the, the, you know, the delay of Nancy handing over the articles has allowed things to, what's the word? I'm trying to not percolate, For marinate. Marinate's the word. Marinate's I want. good too. So uh, you know, kombucha. more e- emails yeah. are coming out. Yeah. You know, so uh, overall, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, you know the. The Patriots got kicked out of playoffs. It's all good. Oh, it's don't, don't, so don't, so stop it. What? Don't, what? He did it. He did it before me. Oh, oh. And Joe wasn't even here tonight. We don't have time for that <laughs> shit tonight. Um, sports. Sports. No. I, shut up. I mean it. Knock it off. All of you. Oh, I think I found, fu- I so. think I found, a, I think I found Kenny's weakness. Shut up. Oh, that's been his uh, weakness forever, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, where fuck you the been? Patriots. Anyway. By the way, fuck sports talk. Um, so 
All right. I always talk about Rush. That's kind of sad. Well, yeah. no, it, it, yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about Rush. It, it is sad. Neil Peart uh, passed away today, of course, drummer and key key songwriter for the band Rush. So I'm not that huge yes, of a fan of Rush, but he was an immense talent. Uh, there's no taking that away from him. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, I had heard that he was not in in good health for many years now because they kind of curtailed a lot of their cancer. touring. Well, yeah, they, but today is also the birthday of some of the greatest minds music had to offer: Jim Croce, David Bowie, and dead, uh, dead. I forget. <laughs> don't rain on my parade. And Elvis Presley. Dead. Okay. We're all gonna die sometime, Rain. <laughs> this is one thing we don't get out alive. It's no, the no, imminent. It's imminent. It's yeah. imminent. Life, is, life is a terminal condition. <laughs> All right, all right, dial it down. I know. Did you guys all have sugary cereal before you came on the show? What's going on? Um, I had I had chicken wings. (laughs) I'm always hyper. Where where have you been? I had two. Same place you were when you didn't realize push talking about sports was a button pusher for me. That's where. Um, And I know Michelle let me have a Mountain Dew in an emergency. I tried to get miles away from the sports comment by mentioning the Rush guy. I did. Brandy was is even disappointed Brandy. with you. Even Brandy's yes, disappointed, is. Miles. Um, all right. still alive? He is. Brandy? He's, yeah, he's losing fur by the clumps, though. He's oh, really... you're talking about a... I thought we were talking about a singer. Oh, no. Brandy, you're a fine cat. You're a okay. fine cat. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So we we have some list. We have listicles uh, to talk about. <laughs> So, um, and, and we have a lot of people that are going to be talking about it in the next hour and a half, uh, well, after this segment. So I figured without further ado, uh, since I, uh, I assigned you all new year's resolutions, which is not, they're not new year's resolutions. I just asked for lists. <laughs> um, and, uh, Michelle, why don't you start? Because, uh, you are a big horror film buff as am I. And I thought it would be yeah. fun to get your top ten horror films. Oh no, I want top ten villains. Oh, you got top ten villains. That's right. Yes. That's right. And they're not necessarily the top ten villains of all times. These are my favorite top ten villains. Yeah. Yeah. So we have another villain list coming tonight from Jay Colley, but a, a very specific. Oh, one, so. okay. You, no, no, it's okay. You, you did say it was okay for me to do top ten villains. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. I, uh, you know, no. I sent, it, I, I sent the list to you on January third at yeah, yeah, yeah. forty nine p.m. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, which it was, was clearly the only reason. It's years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. The only reason I'm confused is because Joe picked some of the lists too. And I couldn't remember what people had, so it's fine. Uh, but no, 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 that's fine. Um, yeah, so... Can it, you all believe that we're only in, like, the 10th day of this year? Uh, y- yeah, pretty much. Just as a side Feels note, like- I'm sorry. God damn it. All right, let Michelle. Top- not come fast enough. <sighs> yeah. Okay, let okay. Michelle talk. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ken. Uh, I'm sorry. You- Knock it off. Okay, Michelle, top 10 uh, villain list. Would you like a, a drum roll? Would that be... Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me get the... Because we're going to be using this uh, quite a bit tonight, I think so. All right. Uh, number 10. Okay. This is 
Okay, Baruch Assault from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, good choice. Good, good choice. Good one. Yes. All right, and coming up, number nine. Nice. Number nine. Queen Akasha, played by Ilya, 2002 Queen of the Damned. Oh. oh God, that she that role. Oh my God, she did beautifully. In I that could role. walk. Her, I could watch her walk all day. She had that sway and that. <sighs> oh, that that that's such an immortal swagger. She had it beautifully. Not to mention those getaway sticks. Uh, so. <laughs> please, please put a YouTube clip in in the chat for those of us who don't know. All okay. right. Who Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll try to find a clip with her as the Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. That's a pretty memorable movie poster, too. Um, all right. Number eight. Cersei. Lena Headey. Oh. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Very nice. I'm all right. Uh, okay, here we go. So, uh, number seven coming up. Annie Wilkes, paid by Kathy Bates. Oh, misery. Misery. That yep. was a brutal, brutal role. All yes. right. Number six. Amazing actress, though. This one's going to be a little confusing for some people. Mark Shepard, a.k.a. Crowley, a.k.a. Furless, Fergus Roderick McLeod, 2009 to 2017 Supernatural, the TV All series. All right. Susan um, will approve of that. So, so I know who you're talking about. So will about. our friend Mala. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, yeah, we're crossing the – we got movies, TV, cable, uh, network, syndication – now number yeah, five. All encompassing. I yep. love it. I love it. Number five. Oh, number there it is. Number five is the Devil, played by John Glover, nineteen ninety eight in Brimstone, another TV series. Nobody gets the better of the Devil. <laughs> the, the, he played such an evil devil. He, uh, the the guy he was tormenting, had a novel that he'd been reading. He ripped out the last few pages. He's a John Glover's a great good bad guy because he played Lionel Luthor in Smallville. And what I thought was really funny is he played not only Lionel Luthor, but he played Dr. Savannah's father in Shazam. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's that's pretty wild. Uh, All right, so what are we up to? Number four? Number four. Number four is Dr. Fives, played by Vincent oh, Price. Yeah. 1971, the abominable Dr. Fives. Very nice, very nice. All right, and number three. Number three is Stansfield. Stansfield, played by Gary Oldman in Leon the Professional. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, The Professional. That was uh, Natalie Portman's first movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or one of or she was a kid. She was a she was a young yeah. buck. Yes. And and it was two versions. There's the European version and there's the American version. So That's we right. like the European That's right. version. So. 
Well, the European version is the is called Leon the Professional. The Americans just called it Professional. Correct. Right, because because she killed people in the European version, and us as Americans, as proves, don't want to see a child. Oh, Nevins to Betsy. Um, and and all right, number two. Yes. Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving in the Matrix. Hugo Weaving is amazing. I, I was not a big fan yes. of the Matrix movies, but Hugo Weaving is incredible. So, uh, I loved him as Red Skull, but apparently he hated that role and he wouldn't, wouldn't return to it. Maybe it's the prosthetics he didn't oh, like. douchebag. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and, alright, so are we at number one, then? Number one, Alright, yes. here's the big one, big finish. Number one, my all-time favorite villain, even to this day, is Millicent Eleanor Audley, 1959's Sleeping Beauty. Very nice. Oh, Very 59. Nice. Wow. 59? I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was I like 55. Now 59. Sounds about right. I'm not real sure. I'm not the that's a good. That's a great choice. That's, that's an excellent choice because right. Maleficent's design is brilliant. The voice acting is great, which is always important for me. Did they were, was she referred to as, was she referred to as Maleficent in the film? Yes, she was. Okay. I did. I just, I've never seen it. So I didn't yeah, know and, that. and, you know, she, she mentions hell in one of her speeches. Ooh. You know, by all the powers of hell, you know, she's, and she, yet she can't, damn nasty. And, she, and yet her minions spend 16 years searching for a baby. Because they were idiots. <laughs> That's right. When I take over the world, I'm going to hire smarter mooks. She so should have just sent the crow out, the raven out, right away. Because he found her right away. Now, does... Okay. Can I ask? Yeah. Does that mean that you guys hate Maleficent, the recent movie? Susan, no, I love the recent Susan movie. Susan loves it. Uh, okay. Cause I, 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 too. I, I didn't know that it was a remake. I really didn't. I learned something tonight. Yeah. I, I haven't I, seen it. But Angelina Jolie looks amazing in the role. Aren't like they, she's they, born to be life. Aren't the Maleficent movies what? kind of prequels, though? Yes, to why she became such a bad fairy. Yeah, yeah. at but least the you, Angelina Jolie one was. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. If, if you, I didn't know that it was kind of a remake. So, oh yeah. my God, this is awesome. If you think about girls our age back then. One of the movies we actually got to see was Sleeping Beauty. You know, the, the yeah. animated movie when it came around to theaters again and again and again. Because Disney was still rehashing that stuff way into mm -hmm. our age. Yeah. yeah. So she was the one that that left the, the biggest impression on me as a child. That's going to leave a mark. She was evil. She was <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. And she was powerful. Yeah. There you go. Very yeah, nice. That's, wow, that's fascinating. Good list. Good for... list, Michelle. Way to start the night off. Yes. You are welcome. Tough Did act Miles to follow. Did a picture of Aaliyah? I shared a, okay. a clip cool. for Carnage in the bar. <laughs> you can well, see Aaliyah in that, in that yep. clip. She, it's a vampire movie. It's going to be a little bloody. But she, she passed she, away. She, she, just, she yep. did a beautiful... Well, she died because um, I guess her her 
uh, manager or something thought they could fit a whole bunch of equipment and overload a plane. They were yeah. making a video for her music in the Bahamas. Yes. And they overloaded a plane. It was, it was the, a bad, bad choice. Bad the first pilot said, hell no. And the second pilot said, yeah, I'll do it. And down they went. Yep. Wow. All right. So, uh, well, it looks like we're gonna we're gonna put Adam on the spot next to follow that. You have a you got a pretty. I forgot again. I even forgot with Adam what his list was, Michelle. So uh, okay. I was like, I was like, what did I have you do, anime? And he's like, no, voice artist, dummy. So, um, I didn't say dummy. I know. I was I was doing a little self deprecation there for myself. So it wasn't implied. Maybe it was implied. Maybe. What? When have I ever implied anything? Was, I don't do subtlety. That will not be tolerated. Tolerated. Uh, that is true. So, I just heard it. dummy implied again. Uh, I heard all right. it. Did you? <laughs> uh, all right, Adam. Got to go quick here. Number ten. Jennifer Hale, who you can hear as Sheena in my playthrough of Tales of Symphonia. That's right. And again, if you, in case you missed it, this is voice artist, Adam's top ten favorite voice artists. Um, all right. Number nine. Number nine. Troy Baker, who really won me over as Abel Night Road in Trinity Blood. All right. Great one. We'll go with number eight. Coming up. Kari Walgren, a.k.a. the voice of Haru 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 It's never mind. Hamana Hamana Hamana. Hamana Hamana Hamana. All right, very good. And what is number six, right? Seven. Seven. Number seven. Number seven, Erica Mendez, a.k.a. the voice of Gone Freaks. As well as my favorite, one of my favorite Sailor Century, Sailor Uranus. All right, not Uranus. <laughs> number seven. Uh, number six. <laughs> Whatever. Will Friedle, who who, hi Kitty. Uh, Will Friedle, who uh, did a great job as Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond. Oh yeah, good stuff there. So, all right. Um, okay, what, what's the next number? I, I, I can't do this. I'm sanding. Uh, usually, usually five comes after six. All right. Number five is Crispin Freeman, who has been voice acting for almost two decades and is also a mythology buff who I would love to interview. Oh, yeah. So... All right, and uh, number four. Here we go. Number four is a man I have actually interviewed, Mr. Steve Bloom, a.k.a. Guinness Book Record Holder Steve Bloom. Nice. And uh, what's his Guinness record for again? Yeah. Uh, most most video game roles, voice. Uh. You know, that's right. He's most he is best well he is most well known as the voice of Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. Very good. So, all right, uh, number three. Right. 
He is vengeance. He is the knight. He is my personal Batman! Kevin Conroy. And he was also your Christmas present. Yes, he was. So, slash birthday present. And, alright, so, number two... Another person I've had the honor of interviewing. She pl- she's played lots of roles, including doing a convincing job as the psychopath Princess Azula in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Gray Delisle. Oh yes, Ooh, very one nice. Of my and your number one You're coming up. Does he really need any introduction, Mark? Freaking Hamill, the voice of the voice of Joker, the voice of uh, uh, so uh, not Sozin, uh, the voice of the main villain in in Avatar: Last Airbender. This man has had his fingers in so many voice acting pies. Yes, bank. Yeah, so I missed the number. Which, which one was Steve Bloom? Uh, four. Four. Okay. And I feel bad for not putting him on my list, but I want to give him an honorable mention real quick. Frank Welker, who has been voice acting since the 60s, the voice of Freddy from Scooby-Doo, and all sorts of... Uh, voice of Megatron. Transformers, uh, yeah. Trans, yeah, I mean, the guy is like the freaking Energizer Bunny. Yeah. No, it's good honorable mention, you know. But again, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not, you know, uh, he just hasn't done... Probably all the roles that you you're more drawn to, right? So that's true. Most of these are people who, who I'm really familiar. You know. Yeah. Well, all right. We've got our first two lists out uh, out in the open for people to go and enjoy if they want to. Um, it is time to go to the green news report. When we come back, uh, Miles, will you be ready to do yours? Sure. Uh, Rain, are you going to be able to uh, do yours as well before we get to uh, name calling? Do you want me to do mine? Uh, or af- the other? Yeah, I can do oh, mine. Oh no, we're going to start doing listener ones uh, in in uh, the uh, now we're three. Well, we're going to probably call Heather if, right after name calling. But anyway, we'll get we'll figure it out. All right, we're going to okay. run to the break. We'll be right back with uh, more turn up the night uh, right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. All of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and KennyPick.com. Banana oil. It's Tuesday, January 7, 2020. Federal government has committed $2 billion to what will be the mammoth task of rebuilding entire towns that have been devastated by the bushfires. Australia grapples with unprecedented wildfires in a taste of its climate future. Climate change intensified deluge floods Jakarta, plus... That part of the world is still very important for the price that people will pay here at their gas tank. Buckle up. Trump's escalation of tensions with Iran is spiking oil prices. All of those escalations and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And in the meantime, our political leaders have been doing their best to avoid addressing the role of climate change in making those bushfires more severe. Hey, Australia, we know the feeling. I'd apologize, but, well, you know, Rupert Murdoch and all. This is your... Green News Report. I'm gonna 
Okay, Desi Doyen, we have been off for a couple of weeks, so um, Happy New Year. Mm, Not so much in Australia. Oh, yeah. A smattering of rain has provided only a tiny reprieve from unprecedented bushfires that have been sweeping across the east coast of Australia for months amid record heat and drought. At least 200 fires are burning in southeast Australia alone. As of airtime, at least 24 people have lost their lives, more than 1,500 homes incinerated. Mm. The Australian military is assisting in evacuations and firefighting. And the impact on Australia's unique wildlife is devastating. Experts estimate the fires have killed more than 400 million animals and pushed threatened species like koalas further into extinction. They warn that these repeated bushfires risk destroying the ability of some landscapes to recover. And Australia's bushfire season isn't even at peak yet. And I think Australia's politics are not unlike America's in that you got a whole bunch of climate deniers in power in that country. Indeed, and conservative Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who has dismantled Australia's climate policies while dramatically expanding coal mining, is under a firestorm of criticism for downplaying the role of climate change and his slow response to the ongoing national emergency. Good. Morrison was heckled by devastated residents and shunned by volunteer firefighters in a visit to a devastated rural village. As he should be, as should Every politician who is a climate emergency denier. How come we only had four trucks to defend our town? Because our town doesn't have a lot of money, but we have hearts of gold, Mr. Prime Minister. You're an idiot, mate. Bushfires occur in Australia every year, but this season began very early in September and is significantly worse than past years. Years ago, Australia's scientists predicted this extreme bushfire scenario, warning the increase in hotter and drier weather plus changes in monsoon rain patterns would make bushfires more intense and more widespread. Scientists, what do they know? 2019 was both the hottest and the driest year ever recorded in Australia. And on ABC Australia, climate scientist Dr. Michael Mann warned that the fires will get worse without climate action. You know, we're already seeing catastrophic impacts. You can imagine how much worse it'll be if we allow the planet to continue to warm, if we allow the continent of Australia to continue to dry out. This is just a taste of what's to come if we don't act. In Jakarta, the capital of Indonesia, the death toll continues to rise after weeks of torrential downpours caused widespread flash floods and mudslides. 66 are now confirmed dead, with nearly 200,000 forced to evacuate. Officials are spraying areas of the capital with disinfectant to slow the spread of waterborne diseases in the toxic soup of floodwaters. And the rain is not over yet. Mm. Finally, heads up for consumers. Oil industry experts are warning that President Trump's assassination of Iran's top general could roil global oil markets. And it's already goosed crude oil prices a bit. Iran has pledged retaliation, raising fears that it might attempt disruptive actions targeting oil production in Iraq or Saudi Arabia or targeting the strategically important Strait of Hormuz in the Persian Gulf, a choke point through which 20 percent of global oil is shipped. The world currently has an oversupply of oil, and it's early yet in the conflict, but previous oil price spikes have helped tip the U.S. economy into recession. You know who's not worried about the spike in the price of oil? Who? Oh, Tesla owners, hybrid car owners. You know, buy yourself an electric car, you don't have to worry about this madness, sort of.
For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. And don't forget, the Green News Report is 100% listener-supported. Thanks to you, we're on your public airwaves. Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate to help keep us going. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. Happy New Year. Electric car on roads so dark to change the end, rewrite the start. Electric car, so good so far. Electric car on verdant green. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Your campaign of terror, murder, mayhem will not be tolerated any longer. What? Tolerated. Okay. Uh, I screwed up and played the wrong Green News Report, so we're going to have to listen to the new Green News Report on the next hour. Uh, I came back in, and I was like, wait a minute, this sounded familiar. Oops. Um, so anyway, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, we've got, uh, we're, we're Mike Check Radio friendly tonight, everybody. So we've got the one and only Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio uh, with us for all three hours. Welcome back, sir. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida, also from Mike Check Radio. Welcome back. Hello, Michelle? Miles? Hi. Anybody I'll, there? Yeah, so. sorry. Okay. I was uh, Miles, Miles sorry. forgot to unmute us. You Miles! Need to push the <laughs> and, push the all right. And Miles Lagan, Port St. Lousy, Florida. Welcome back to you, sir. Hey, hello. And my sister Rain from Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Swamp. Welcome back to you. Uh, so before we get to name calling and calling Heather, I want to do this uh, real quick. If you guys don't mind, I think we'll we'll forego the... Because uh, <laughs> if I, I'm adding an extra 80 seconds every time I do the drum rolls. <laughs> yeah, I was going to... So. Maybe yeah, save it for it, the number one. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We'll say yeah. good idea, Miles. Good idea. So, Miles, do you have your list prepared? Yeah. Yeah, I'll just wing it out there. All right. What 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 is your top what is your list? Cuz uh All it's right, so Yeah, no. It wasn't what was assigned to me. No. I made I I have chosen to just name um my like favorite top 10 sci-fi plot twists. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, wow. He is like such him. a rebel. <laughs> that might oh, be spoilers, a sci-fi. It was all... Some of these are tongue in cheek, but anyway, if, it he's was all... rebel, if he's a rebel, that might be a sci-fi plot. Oh, twist. it was yeah, all a dream. See what I did? Yes. All right, so um, we'll just pick. Well, I'll just pick one. Um, in the movie Alien, uh, um, I like the twist where Ash, he was a scientist uh, guy, uh, turned out to be an android and was working in the corporation's behalf. Yes, and uh, 
made for a good uh, betrayal moment in that movie. Uh, I don't have a pencil. He left to mark them off. I'm going to mark them off. There we go. All right, so that one's done. Okay. Um, Babylon 5. I like the twist where when the story came out and, and the Minbari understood that humans had Minbari souls. Spoiler alert, that's that's important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because the Minbari had surrendered to the humans unconditionally after the Minbari were absolutely kicking, you know, kicking ass left, right, and all of a sudden. <laughs> yep, we were... We, 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 <laughs> We surrender unconditionally. War's over. <laughs> you must want play. Happy Christmas. <laughs> War is over. Yeah, it was. Uh, two quick. Uh, uh, no surprise here. Plot twist from uh, the Twilight Zone. So I have two mentions of that. All right. Why? I think I know one of them. I. Okay. Name. Well, it. let let him t- let him Sam. Go ahead. Oh, right. I want to see if you got one of them. I, I want to see if you got one of them. Which is one is your This is not a competition, guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. My guess is, I think one of them is, it's a cookbook! I would have guessed that. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That one, uh, How to Serve Man, where the aliens have a, yes. To serve man. <laughs> yes. How to serve man. <laughs> it's a cookbook. The other uh, one is also involves aliens, where they came down, they addressed the United Nations, and they said, you know what? We, we come to this world and we see you fighting over petty things like boundaries and over race and just little, you know, tr- all this, you know, stupid little stuff. And and the humans are like, oh, no, 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 we can fix it. And they're like, you know, we're just going to destroy the planet. And, you know, this is just un- unacceptable. And and the humans are like, all right, no, 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 we'll fix it. We'll fix it. And the humans are like, and the, and the aliens are like, all right, all right, we're going to give you a chance. And the, the aliens give them a week or whatever. So they, uh, the aliens come back in a week, and the humans are there, and they're very proud. Yes, we have done it. We have accomplished world peace, and there's no more fighting. We have done. We are done fighting. Da, 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 da. And the aliens are looking at it like, what? No, 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 no. You don't understand. We want you to fight, but we want you to fight for the right reasons. That fighting over boundaries. That no, you, no, you're supposed to kill each other. We want you to develop new technologies and what. No, you don't get that. The aliens just laughing their ass like, no, 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 peace is it. All right, never mind. We're just going to yeah. wipe the planet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Energize the, the demolition beams. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that episode, but that was a great twist for me. I love that one. All right. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So, here we are. We're watching sci-fi movies, and you know what? Humans always win. And that was the first movie I'm watching, and I, I see Donald Sutherland point and scream and I'm like what that's the end of the movie what I mean I was just like flabbergasted I'm like no, no and there was no, a no, dog no. there was a dog with a dude's face <laughs> yes. I don't remember that it's been so long oh god that's the best scene of that movie so um la, la, la. oh planet of the apes at the very end when he's thinking that he was somewhere else, and then he winds up and he sees the Statue of Liberty on the beach, and you're like, "Classic, oh, classic, crap." That's so just I, one of the greatest that, films of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, oh, classic. Yes. Um, right. And of course, the Forbidden Zone. Um, of course, and and this one is kind of kind of recent, so I I I think it's uh, pretty shocking to have found out that the mother. Of Godzuki is Mothra. Oh my God! What? I didn't know this. Yeah. 
Yeah. That How did I don't know. That that's what I'm saying. That's what How I'm did that even that. work? You know what? I, I'm not going to judge. No king shaming he definitely, here. He definitely takes after his father. <laughs> wow. Uh, la, la, la. What and number are you on? Number three. Classic. This one classic is, um, of course, finding out that Darth Vader is Luke's father. Yeah, good one. I remember sitting yeah. in the theater when that happened and going, what? I mean, that was a... I remember being on the playground and learning what a spoiler was. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm oh, so I'm sorry, sorry, Kenny. Yeah, some... Yeah, I was really spoiled. I only saw Return of the Jedi first, so there you go. <laughs> All right, Terminator 2 um, learned that... This isn't technically a twist, but learned that robots... You know, we'll take the time Rubik. instead of completing their mission because they're, you know, they have, they don't feel mercy or pity and they will not stop until they kill you. Robots will take the time to stand there and shake their finger at you after you run out of bullets. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's the T-1000 did with uh, Yep. Okay. All right. And the number one. Ready for the All right. Trouble. Here's the drum roll. There you go. We had learned in the uh, Wonder Woman movie, plot twist here, that women can fight with swords and are competent fighters. Oh, see? Shock <laughs> oh, so shocking. I just, uh, that caught from me out of the blue. See, that. when you said Wonder Woman, I thought the plot twist was going to be that Zeus can't keep it in his toga. See, oh, well, now the thing is, I, I got to play, uh, I got to give uh, Miles a rim shot for that because. Some right-wing men's rights activist butthole the other day said women can't fight with swords. To which I say, read about Boudicca, dumbass. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you, Miles. Very good. Um, uh, Rain, are you ready? Uh, d didn't you have a, the pizza topping uh, list? Yeah. I'm sorry. None of them involve science fiction. That's fine. That, that, that that's this. Wait, this isn't about just science fiction. We've got a variety of different lists I, here. Guys, I love Hit you all, it. but I didn't understand We're any nerd. of that. Yes, you did. Darth Vader. Come on. Yeah, that's the only Star one. Star Wars. You said you that's, said no. That's that's the only one. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. We're nerding it up so much tonight, Rain. <laughs> the list. It was no. All right, Rain. What's your top ten pizza item list? Do we do with hate or love? Uh, it's up to you. Uh, you know, uh, you, could, you could alternate. No, you do both. One or the other. I hate and I love. Well, I will say. <clears throat> all right, I said I was going to riff this, right? So I'm yeah. going to come up with ten, ten pizza toppings. Some love, some hate. Can I do that? Uh, sure. All right. You know what I love? I love mushrooms. You know what I hate? Pineapple. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, right. pineapple does not belong on a pizza. <laughs> yeah. You know you know what I love? What? I love Italian meats like sausage and pepperoni. Capicola? Well I can I can I can um, go neutral on Capicola. Okay. I think Joe would gabagool? I think Joe would love me for this. I know he's not here tonight, but I think Joe would love me for this. What about the Gabagool? 
Uh, the Gabagoo, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Anything creamy, like creme or mayonnaise. Hate that. What about Alfredo pizza? Nope. All right. All right. I hate it. All right, keep trucking. Uh, <laughs> you sound like you sound like Rick Steves, which we're going to talk about later, right? No. He's he's a travel guy, and we're going to talk about us traveling. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm not. I told you I was riffing. You yeah, go for it. Keep riffing. Uh I am a big fan of onions and mushrooms. I am not a fan of buffalo fucking chicken. <laughs> not Good just chicken. buffalo chicken, but Good buffalo chicken. fucking chicken. All right, so I think that's also, yes, I that's it. yeah. Go ahead. When it when it comes to pizza, I'm also not a fan of. I guess I'm I'm branching out right now. I'm also not a fan of wood fired pizza. Okay. I'm okay with New York City style pizza. I'm okay with New Haven style pizza. Um. I, I've never understood the appeal of wood fired pizza. Thank you. To me, you just call it like, you know, it's bread cooked in an oven. Did I get to 10 yet? Uh, no, you got two more to go, I think. Oh, oh, okay. Let's see. What what else do I do not like? Green olives. I also simply do not like Greek pizza. And there I'm done. All right. Thank you for that, Rain. So I do like green olives on pizza. Um, I like green olives with mushrooms. I do, of course. All right, Rain, we got to get to a real quick lightning round name calling uh, before we call Heather. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from FourFreedomsBlog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? source of energy known to womankind all right let's get straight to the biscuits all right there you go rain all right we ready yeah we got Cy guy we got francie we got heather we got jay collie we got cat we got you kenny pick we got your dad hi ben dad senior uh we got living on long island we got meow goodness we got michelle in south florida Miles, we got President, we got myself, we got Sandy and Durwood, we got Theo, Tim Cormel, and Trojan Rabbit. And earlier, I thought we had Tammy. So. Oh, okay. And all right. And now, on that note, we're going to go ahead and add Heather in so we can get her list of uh, some of her favorite television programs that she's going to share. And uh, hopefully it's ringing away here, and she will receive our call forthwith. There's Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi. Hi, you hi say, Heather. You want to say hi to everybody real quick? Oh, hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, Heather. How are you, Heather? I'm good. How are you guys? All right. What's your Super list? Duper. Pardon? What's your list? What's your list? Oh, just and a minute. And did you check it twice? 
Oh, yes, my list. It was of 10 TV shows. Yes. That I watched. And it was mostly stuff in the 80s and 90s. Yep. So let me go find it. I have to sign into Facebook. Uh oh. But I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Um,. I'll just vamp okay. with Rain while you do so- while you sign in. Well, Rain, I'm looking thing. forward. To- right. What? I was saying, Rain. I'm, I'm. You were you were gonna chat while he signed in. Or, yeah, you're. You, I- keep, you keep going, Heather. Are you signed okay. in? Yep. Oh, give it to us. All right, let me find it. Sing it to me now, cause I know you got it. Uh <laughs> okay. Um, oh no, I don't want that. Let Adam just say what he was going to say to Rain real quick while yes. Heather's looking for that. Right. Adam, what were you going to say? I, I was just going to say I am looking forward to finally be able to keep my promise to play fetch with Roy, Duke, and <gasps> Earl this year at the party. Yay! Um, yay! They are all asleep right now. Fetching all. Wow, miracles do happen. Did you know? Did you guys know that today is Earl's fifth anniversary of his Gotcha Day? Oh, Gotcha Day, Earl. Yes. What a boy. Yeah, today is the fifth year. It, yeah, which started this whole hot damn mess of English hot setters. Hot damn mess. <laughs> all right, you got your list, uh, Heather. Yes, I do. All right, rattle um, them off. You tell me, uh, right. uh, just tell me before you get to number one, and I'll play you the drum roll. All right. One is a little more contemporary, and it is on the air now. Mom. Um, oh. Mary Tyler Moore. <gasps> Sweet baby. Nice. I love, love it. Uh, Good choice. That 70s show. Okay. Yes. Theory. Bazinga. Grey's Anatomy. Desperate right. Housewife. Okay. Mm. Parenthood, which was on NBC, and if oh god, that was a tearjerker. Um, Green Acres. Mm. I loved Green Acres. Oh yeah. Eddie Albert. I'm trying to. Think. I'm trying to think what else. Um. <clears throat> Something else I watch is um, The God Project. And the person who actually is helping with the project is an atheist. His father is a minister. But um, I think that show is really good. Interesting. And I'm trying to think what else. No, there wasn't any. What do you oh, mean? You uh, had ten. You had ten things on your list. Did you not find your list? I can find your list. Oh, I I just read my list and I added a couple things to it. Well, I thought Third Rock from the Sun was on there. Yes, it is, and I did read that. I think. Oh, I must have missed it. <laughs> did you get to your number one? Um. Yes, I did. Oh. Sorry. What is it? Repeat your number one. Number one would 
the mom. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. I think I think they're so funny. Very nice. Well, so you're you're definitely a big fan of the sitcom, which is good. Mm-hmm. So um, we got a couple minutes left before we go to the break and start getting other people on the phone. Um, I need to check my messages here. Um, Heather, what did you think of MASH? Uh, because I just found out that Hulu has MASH. Oh, wow. That Do you remember be. MASH? Um, I watched it when I was... My parents watched it. Oh, okay. My dad liked okay. it. My okay. boyfriend liked it. And he used to watch it every now and then. And I think I've watched it a few times. Oh, and it's okay. not bad. I liked it. Okay. Well... Heather, I'll tell you what, we have some lists that we have to read as well, but thank you for letting me give you a call. Um, we're going to, Rain and I are going to knock out a couple of lists before we get to the break. Um, but it was great hearing your voice, and thank you for sharing your, some of your favorite TV shows with us. Okay, talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Heather. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, okay, so Theo is, he says, you can call me if you must. Well, we have a lot of people I need to call, so I'm not going to call you Theo. So I'm going to go ahead, uh, Rain, If you do you have uh, one of Sandy's lists? Because Sandy, uh, uh, we asked for the most punchable people in Washington, D.C., and she couldn't, oh, couldn't, no. she couldn't limit it to one Trump, list. Trump, 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 Trump. She couldn't, li- she couldn't limit it to one list, so she put I, it in I, three, three categories. She did. <laughs> what category would you like? Well, start with her first one, which I think was the house, right? Yes, it was the house. Yeah. So, here's here's because <laughs> Sandy, Sandy is thorough, and Sandy, if anybody knows Sandy, she follows up on things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her first list was the House of Representatives, the most punchable people in D.C. in the House. All right. Debbie stop Inez. me before stop me before you get to number one. Oh, she didn't give it into like a number one, two, three. Just read it. But, yeah, yeah. I think okay. she did. Okay, I think. I, got, I, I, I think got, the first one is ten in the. Yeah. Devin Nunes, Matt Gates, Louis Gohmert, Jim G Y M Jordan, Doug Collins, Steve King, Steve Scalise, Liz Cheney, Elise Stefanik, and originally John Ratcliffe. But. The number one, uh, we need a we need a uh, drum roll for that. She said, "Kenny, I missed Kevin McCarthy, so take out John Ratcliffe and add McCarthy above Doug Collins." <laughs> All right, there we go. So, <laughs> I, come on, I love Sandy. All right, so let it be done. So let it be. So let it be said. So let it be done. All right. Well, Theo has given me he's giving me uh, multiple lists of his favorite works of fiction and um I'm going to try and uh, I need to open this whole this up in a bigger um uh window here. Uh, gosh. Here we go. So, let me can I see it in the Messenger? I'd like to see it in Messenger. I always forget how to do this shit. Um no, I'm just going to have to do it small one all right here we go 
This is uh, books from Theo, uh, Alternative Truths, More Alternative Truths, Alternative Truths, Endgame, edited by Bob Brown, Phyllis Irene Radford, et al. Uh, then Arabella of Mars, Arabella of the Revolt uh, on Venus, Arabella, Traitor of Mars, Napoleonic Era, Steampunk Sci-Fi by David Levine. Astounding by Alec Navala Lee, a non-fictional history of the magazine, Astounding, which I am familiar with. And the interactions between editor John W. Campbell um, and writers L. Ron Hubbard, Isaac Asimov, and Robert A. Heinlein. Red Shirts by John Scalzi. I think any Star Trek fan will know what that's about. The Martian by Andy Weir. The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. And Revolt in 2100 by Robert A. Heinlein. It was written before Pearl Harbor, yet it describes the United States uh, throwing off a repressive theocracy. It reads like the final chapter of Dolt 45's regime, if we're all really lucky. So there's his book list. There's Theo's book list. So, anywho, looks like we're going to have one, two, three, four, five calls to get to uh, in the next segment. So, uh, and I have lists, more lists to read from Theo and Jay Colley. Um, and, uh, Francie will be joining us. So we're just going to have you rain, finish off, uh, Sandy's lists. So, uh, let's go ahead and run to the break. And when we come back, uh, more listicle action. I think listicles actually. Yeah. Listicles, brother of Hercules. Testicles. Yeah. Testicles, brother of Hercules. <laughs> Uh, something I like to say from time to bottom, uh, from, from, from top to bottom, from top to bottom. Yeah. I, uh, from, I was going to say from time to time. And I was actually reading this clip written Lindsey Graham from top to bottom, from top to bottom. Ah, I like to say man. it from that time to time, man. from top to, yeah, no, no time. All right. Break time. Uh, everybody. Uh, so, uh, in no particular order, get ready to answer your phones, live in, Dad, uh, Trojan Rabbit, and Francie. Yeah, so four calls, I believe. So, since I'm going to be reading Theo's. All right, um, break time. Hang tight. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. We are living in the most spectacular, difficult, and dangerous period in history. In search of knowledge, we have probed the depths of nature never before explored. We have challenged the sky and sent great engines thrusting far into space. Amazing feats. Our sacrifices have been many. Our discoveries constant. And our questions unending. The courage to see through these troubled times to a bright future comes from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. From top to bottom. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. 
you know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to... Wow, I'm loud. Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And of course, welcome back to Rain for Freedom's blog, Washington D.C. Hello, hello, and Adam Hebert, Mike Check Radio from Clarksville, Tennessee. Hello. I don't know why you say goodbye. I say hello. Okay, <laughs> and uh, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Howdy. I'm here. Hey. Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to add Francie in because I know Francie usually leaves a little bit earlier than everybody else. And, and, and bear in mind, everybody, when we're calling you, we're definitely going to need you to be snappy on your lists uh, for us because we've got a lot of people to talk to. Hello, Francie. How's it going? Turn your radio off. And remember to turn the radio off in the background. Yeah, so uh, let's listen to the beginning of the show and see how we did. Hi, I'm trying to turn my fucking thing off. <laughs> Fuck, I can't shut the fucker off. God damn it. Just, just, just mute. Just, just, uh. I can't mute it. Well, it's frozen and fucking. Ah! I gotta leave the room. Okay, there you go. I go through this shit every goddamn time. Hello. All right. Hi, Francie. I can't turn Hi, it off. Francie. 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 Oh, shit. I got to turn the thing off. Hang on. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, that God, was. I don't even want to. How are you tonight, okay. Penny? It's oh. off. Freezer. Okay. All right. All right. Francie. Hi, everybody. Hi. 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 Oh, I got my list ready to fly. Uh, all right. You tell me before you get to number one, okay? So we're going to do reverse okay. order on your I'm list. I'm going to go from number 10 to one, all right? Perfect, perfect. And I will Number say, 10. one of your, I just want to say before you do this, Francie, one of your favorite yes, movies, one of your top 10 favorite movies is also on my top 10 favorite movies. <gasps> okay. Well, I'm a weird girl, as you know. So I'm going to go. I got a really eclectic list. I should have picked a genre. This was hard. It's this okay. It's really hard, but I did it. Number 10, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Wow. Nice. Sweet Number nine, Inherit the Wind. Never tried. <laughs> Number eight, That's the Scope's Monkey Trial. Uh, Spencer Tracy, yeah. Gene Kelly. Awesome Great movie. Film. Check it out. Great Number film. eight, Sunset Boulevard. Mr. DeMille, oh. I'm ready for my close-up. You know, that is one of that, that movie is a huge inspiration to David Lynch as well. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, number seven, Cool Hand Luke. Ooh. What we have here is a failure, is a failure to communicate. To communicate. Oh my God, I love that movie. Yep, 
Number six, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ah, is and the airspeed velocity of an unladen sparrow? <laughs> well, and that Allison is... Oh, oh, it could yes. grip it Wonderful by the husks. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. Somewhere over the rainbow, blah, blah. Yeah. Number four, <laughs> The Great Escape with Steve McQueen. Yeah. Awesome movie. Alcatraz. Awesome friggin' movie. I loved it also because it was based on true story, so it makes it even better, but he did his own stunt work, motorcycle riding, blah, blah. Awesome. Number three, this movie scares the hell out of me every time I see it. It is Night of the Hunter with uh, Mitchum. Robert Mitchum. Yes. Oh, it is scary as all shit. It is a well-done, well-crafted, awesome movie. Mitchum is scary as hell. It's number two. Number two is the Grand Hotel. Barrymore's. The um, Greta Garbo. Mm -hmm. Awesome movie. Joan Crawford, a very young Joan Crawford. It is a brilliant movie. My number one is Metropolis. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You need oh, the drum roll. You gotta give, give the drum. That's so you gotta say. Sorry. And my number one is, and then I go. And number one is Metropolis. Wow, that you the are the very original. Yeah. Yes, the silent oh. one. It is mind blowing. It is. it is an ass black and white acid trip. If you never took acid, watch it. <laughs> Then you'll get an idea of what an acid trip is. Well, now, now to me, to me, falls. now when, I got quickly an honorable mention. Yeah, uh, this movie cropped up on TCM today. It's called Flamingo Road. It is with Sydney Greenstreet, Zachary Scott, and Joan Crawford. It yeah. is a political movie that you could. It is relevant today. Check it out, Sydney Greenstreet. Nice. You want to talk about a villain? He has the best laugh. Watch Maltese Falcon. Watch him in this thing. And he made my day when he called a man with that voice of his, Bub. Listen to Bub. a damn good movie about political corruption. He's a big fat guy. He talks about fat guys being funny. This dude was not funny. Check it out, Flamingo Road. Good movie. Nice. Well, I just want to say I, I much respect to your list, Francie, because... The, your list shows like true love of cinema, and I, you know, yep. and I'm I'm not trying to be a snob or anything, but um, no. uh, you you have you have some severe classics on there that that many filmmakers hold in very very high regard. So it shows that you have an artistic brain. Yeah, but the thing is with the movies, I it was hard for me because. If you said top 10 Christmas movies, piece of cake. You know, top 10 film noir, piece of cake. Even horror movies, I couldn't get all the ones that I love in. Uh, these are ones, basically, I can watch a million times and find something new in them. Well, I, you know I appreciate I mean? you That's going the extra. I you appreciate, can watch it yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot. Because I do like science fiction. Yeah. There are science fiction. The Day the Earth Stood Still is awesome. Sure. You know, um, Aliens, the first one is awesome. I mean, I like all kinds of stuff. This is hard. Well, I appreciate you going the extra mile for us. What? I'd also like to say, Francie, that Night of the Hunter just proves that if I ever met you, I think we'd get along beautifully. Oh, God. 
That movie, Lily, um, Lillian, the silent screen actor star was in that movie, Lillian Gish. Mm. She's brilliant. She is friggin' brilliant. I got to say, though, Michelle, the movie had, Michelle. I mean, the movie, through the eyes of those two kids, Yeah, uh, I, it, it blows my mind. And he's a goddamn fucking religious nut. <laughs> goddamn Love fucking religious nut. Loving hands and all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, yeah, I just want to say, I, Michelle, I just want to say, I've met Francie. She's very hard to get along with. She's so disagreeable. I know. So. I'm a bitch. <laughs> I'm oh, a bitch. oh, <laughs> Francie is an absolute treasure. So, Thank you. yeah, so I, I, I'm just trying to bust her chops there a little bit. But no, Francie, great oh, no, list. Away, great list there, Francie. You should do like a fifteen-minute like movie review. I would podcast. love to. I oh, do I mean, do I could do old stuff. I I got an idea. I was talking to Kenny about like a nostalgia thing, like even having sure. like a chat room with. I don't know. I have to yeah. get, get equipment. And, hey, if we I can figure out how to get to you to record, we, if we if we figure out how to get you to record, we could do a five-minute uh, fa- Francie's five-minute film reviews. I yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, Let's do that. I'm well, thinking Francie would be great to to bring in on like one of our our special my yeah. radio like nerd talk well, specials. Let's let's genre. let's uh, let's uh, yeah, let's well, try and sign a contract, but don't abbreviate 2020 on it. Um, no, but uh, no, I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about this later, but we do have to go because we got a lot of other people waiting. Okay. So, but bye, Francie, guys. love you. Talk bye. to you soon. Francie, love all right. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try and go in order of people who I think might have to go to bed sooner than. Oh, not not that you know. Just, uh, but um, I'm gonna try and. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, Dad a call next because he's got the. This will segue nicely because he's got the old time radio shows that um, I get to he, talk to Ken Senior tonight. Yes, you all do. So, um, hi, Dad. How's it going? All right. All right. Well, Adam, go ahead. You get to talk yeah, to hi. Dad. Adam wanted to say hi, hi to you. Hi, hi, Ken Senior. Hi, Francie. She Francie's not here. She was on the call. It's it's Rain. I'm here. I'm here, Dad. It's Rain, Miles, and Michelle. Hi, hi, Rain. Yes. Hello. Do I sound like I have daddy issues? Michelle. Hi, Dad. (laughs) Hi, Rain. (laughs) So so yeah. So this is a subject. uh, uh, Obviously, Adam and I are are the biggest fans. I think of old time radio here. Uh, I think Michelle's probably a close third on that. I've got uh, a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and this is kind of funny because uh, Susan was asking you. Uh, she was actually writing down shows that you recommended to her because we're you know trying to work on our old time radio library here at yeah. Indie Media Weekly. But it, so it worked out perfectly that you know we you know I I assigned you a top ten old time radio list and do you have them in any particular order? Do you want to say? Do you know which one you want to save as your number one favorite? Because you need to tell me if you want the drum roll. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I've got them listed one through ten. Okay, all right. And I'll so start out with number ten. All right, very good. So go with number ten, and you can give a, a brief descriptor of each one if you'd like. Okay, number ten is Gunsmoke. Nice. With uh, 
Uh, William Conrad is uh, is the lead in that, and uh, it was on for many years before it became on uh, television. Very nice. Oh, yeah, wow. that was a lot of shows. A lot of shows started yeah. out in radio. Yeah, and the next one is another western. It's called The Six Shooter, with uh, Jimmy Stewart <gasps> played uh, the lead in that, and it, it was oh. a good drama. Jimmy Stewart. And the wow. Next, next yeah. One, is uh, yours truly Johnny Dollar? And uh, that's one of my favorite uh, detective type shows. Joe Santorso was the guy who got me turned on to that to put on uh, Indie Media Weekly. So uh, I didn't know about that. Um, I think maybe I had heard of it, but he's he was a, what an insurance fraud investigator? Is that what it was? And yeah, insurance fraud investigator. And the funny part of it is uh, there were like five different actors that, that played Johnny Dollar. Oh, wow. Uh, Dick Powell was one. Okay. Uh, Charles Russell, Edmund O'Brien, John Lund, Gerald Moore, Bob Bailey. He was the best. Oh, Gerald Moore was it. Yeah, I love Gerald Moore a lot, though. Yeah, he was good. But yeah, I did not yeah, know that. Um, but uh, yeah. all right, so uh, all right, what's next? Uh, number seven, the Adventures of Harry Lyme, the Third Man. That oh, was yeah. uh, the lead in that was Orson Welles. Oh and yeah, it was a- excellent adventures. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was on radio for a long time, and then it came to television in the fifties. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, of course, Orson Welles, also known for this famous uh, line. Ah, the French champagne. Yeah, so. (laughs) so, (laughs) Yes. You know, and Dad, I don't know if you've you've heard it before, but there's the, there there was a British radio show he used to do called um, The Black Museum. No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it was a British one. I think it might have been from the '60s. Maybe it had to have been from the '60s. Basically, it was it was the Black Museum is like Scotland Yard's museum full of murder weapons or, or items related to murders or something like that. And each story told about a different object that was involved in a murder. Yeah. So I'll send you a link to it. But go ahead. So yeah, Harry Lyme is is the third man. Is is he's like a good guy, a bad guy, thief. Yeah, uh, just a whole bunch wrapped up in the one. It's, it's a good, good drama series. Very and, cool. And uh, now we get into comedy. Number six is Phil Harris and Alice Faye show. All right. And it's about a family, and uh, it's it's just a funny series. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know Phil Harris, but he was he played the bear in uh, the Disney feature, The Jungle Book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Great voice. Look for the yes. bird necessities. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, number five is Our Miss Brooks. Our Miss Brooks was a school teacher, and all of her uh, things take place in the school and at home situations, and it's it's good. Uh, Eve Arden was uh, the, the star of that. Yeah, I'm familiar and with that then, one. Uh, that was fun stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, number four was The Life of Riley. Oh, uh, William Bendix played the lead in that. Great and, show. Uh, it's, it's a good, funny show. 
And All number right. three is uh, Jack Benny program. <clears throat> I love the Jack Benny show. Yeah, that uh, was. He is so funny. Yeah, lots of uh, then, self-deprecation in there too. Yeah, yeah, I like that kind of humor. All and, right. Uh, number two is the Great Gildersleeve. Leroy. Which, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was played by two different people: uh, William Water- Waterman. And uh, Harold Perry. Harold Perry was the, probably the better of the two. Yeah, great and, laugh too. Well, they they both had pretty much the same voice. If you heard them both together, you wouldn't you wouldn't know which was which. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd have to go back Waterman and look. Had a, yeah, Waterman had a dispute with him over pay, and they oh. decided to replace him. And they searched long and hard until they found. Uh, uh, Harold Perry. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. So number one. Num- number one all-time favorite. All right. Hold on. The Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh. Does anybody have a... Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, they just- it, it was a great show. It was absolutely a great show. And uh, and I love the recurring closet gag, too. Yeah. There was, and uh, I think it, and it's relatable even to this day because, you know, everybody's got a closet they don't want to have to open up and look mm-hmm. into. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it was a shtick. It, it where, was tough. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, that, that was tough narrowing it down to 10 because I... There's so many of them that I absolutely yeah. love. Yeah, well, that that's a good list because mine probably would have had a lot more sci-fi and horror stuff on it. Because, um, you know, uh, it, but yeah, I, I'm surprised the Lone Ranger didn't make it on there. Uh, these others are better than the Lone Ranger. Yeah, uh, well, you know. Yeah, good dramas. Tr- yeah. Yeah, no, and good especially stuff. Especially the six-shooter. Yeah, that's, that's that's a good one. That's... Well, yeah, I, I've heard that a couple times. Uh, uh, I always forget about that, though. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, Jimmy Stewart. You know, did a lot of old time radio. Yeah. So hey, he had his own uh, his own uh, drama series too, in Jimmy Stewart show. Okay. And of course, you know he did also reprise his role uh, for um, "It's a Wonderful Life" in the Lux Radio Theater presentation. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, uh, very cool. Well, Dad, uh, thank you for the list. We're gonna have to let you go because we we got to get, uh, okay. get trucking everybody else's <clears throat> list. But uh, I will talk to you soon. I'll give you a call this weekend. Okay. All right. Love you. All right, love you too. Bye. Goodbye. All right. Bye bye. So, uh, all right. So, Rain, I'll tell you what. Well, let's go ahead and get through one more uh, list from Sandy before we go to the break. And then we're going to be calling. um, I I still got to do Jay Colley's list. And um, we'll be calling. I'll volunteer to read a list if you want. I'll have to send it to you over the break. So, um, that's cool. Uh, uh, all right, and and after the break, we'll be calling um, Trojan Rabbit and Livin'. So, all right, fr- um, Rain, you have. Uh, do you Sandy- want the Senate or the administration? Senate, do the Senate, and then we'll do the administration. Okay. Last. 
We have Moscow Mitch, Lindsey Graham, Ron Johnson, Susan Collins, John Kennedy, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Tom Cotton. That fucking bastard. That was that was my editorial comment, by the way, not Sandy's. Um, Corey Gardner and Tom Tillis. Wait, was that the number one? She didn't give us a number one. Oh, well, I... All right. I, so. I kind of think if her number one... Can you play Can you play the drum roll? Because I think I know Sandy well enough. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a tie between Moscow Mitch and Leningrad Graham. Well, there you go. Uh, and, of course, uh, that's uh, this is the most punchable people in the Senate folks yes so and and again i i made the editorial i really do think sandy and i would agree that yeah. it would be a tie between mitch and Lindsay. yeah so all right i want to get everybody in a, a real quick before we go to the break um i'm sorry i'm not going to be able to do the green news report the the actual one there's just not going to be time um but uh what do you think of the list so far michelle sounds good yeah yeah, you uh, you think you might check out some of the things that you're unfamiliar with that p- have been recommended? Oh heck yeah, you know me. I like I like stuff. There's very little I've you know as far as you know, movies and stuff I've seen, but the, the I, definitely with the radio shows I have not mm-hmm. I, the Gunsmoke one I've listened to. Yeah. What about Others, pizza I toppings, Michelle? What? No. What What about pizza toppings, Michelle? Um. Well, pizza toppings—it's it's all um, personal. I love it is. mushrooms. Miles, <laughs> it is. I love mushrooms as well. It is. All right, well, we don't have a lot of time. I just wanted to make sure everybody got a little time to talk about uh, the lists and everything. Miles, uh, uh, you having fun so far? You 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 like hearing everybody's lists? Yeah, we're all good. <clears throat> Think you might check something out that you've heard about tonight? Um. More, more pineapple on pizza works for me. All right, there you go. And uh, Adam, town with your bad self. Adam, I'm sorry, you, you guys. Di- I'll have to discipline. I'll have to discipline my co-host while we're on break. All right, Adam, you you digging the list so far? Oh yes, I'm loving it. I will say this. Uh, uh, speaking of old time radio, what do you guys think of this? A revival of Kolchak in a radio drama format. Uh, sure. Um, and uh. My, uh, Rain, it, uh, so you liking the list so far? I am. All right. I am. There's Very a lot good. of radio shows I think I want to check out. All right. So, uh, well, that's good. That's good. All right, Adam, you're going to get to read Meow Goodness's list of uh, Bond villains um, uh, when we come back. Ooh, I sent it to I you on Facebook. One. All right. Uh, they're all good. Um, so, uh, all right. And, uh, Michelle and Miles, I'll send you some of Theo's that you can read too. So, uh, uh, all right, let's go ahead and go to the break. Um, we're going to listen to, uh, let me see. Uh, Michelle, do you have a request? Uh, Dracula's magic ring of power. Okay. Then that can work. So. Dracula's murder. I am shocked. Power. Shocked. Um, I could have said role-playing master, but here. All right, here we go. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night. Something is going to happen. 
remember where you are. You know what happens on this program to people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. <laughs> Miles Lagan, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio, 
every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! (laughs) Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Port St. Lucie. Thank you, Clarksville. And thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program where we're uh it's it's list i can't say listicle is a website so i can't say listicle let's say uh um listicles yeah listicles that's right so thank you rain for reminding me i like listicles listicles um but yeah so we're getting back into the list right now um but uh and everybody here is armed with a list uh, but I want to make sure that we don't keep people waiting too long uh, to get a phone call. So I want to get Paul on the phone right now. Um, actually, I, I, th- I think uh, I'll just try uh, try him on um, uh, try just his Skype. I think that should work. I don't know if he wants me to call his phone or not. I'll try the Skype and see if that works. If it doesn't work, I'll call his phone real quick. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then we have one last list. Uh, you have one last list to read to us as well. Rain from, uh, Sandy. From and Sandy. Sandy Paul, was, she did her homework. Yeah, she did. She did. Well, and so did Theo. Cause Theo well, sent some massive lists. So, okay. All right. So, uh, Paul says Skype doesn't work. So, uh, I need to, uh, Uh-oh. remove him from the call. And if it would okay. let me. So remove from call, and then uh, I will uh, add his his cell phone. Uh, and here we go. So I got his cell phone. I'm adding it in right now, and hopefully it will drop out. Uh, Hercules, listicles. Hello. Thank you, Eleven. Hey, Paul. Sorry oh, about trying to hi. call your Skype. Hey, Paul. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Rabbit. I had a, um, hi. I had a UPS failure last week, so I haven't gotten everything working again. And one of the things that doesn't work is my microphone. Oh, okay. Skype isn't working. All right. Well, (laughs) I've given you a very difficult list, uh, brave Sir Paul. And (laughs) it is. Yeah. Just for the sheer number of sketches. You know, it's hard to pick favorites. And it's also very hard to pick what a 
Monty Python sketch is because it can be short. It can weave itself through all the entire show. But, you know, we'll see what we get here. All I right. Well, a, you tell... Just, the, honorable mention. Okay. All right. And don't well, forget to let me know before you get to number one, okay? So go ahead. I will. And that's that one an honorable mention because of who is in it. And it's not really a sketch because it happened at the very end of the show. This is the one where uh, the BBC is out of money and they're doing a horse race from oh, yes. this guy's <laughs> kitchen. And the show ends. And then this it, it's, it's like a talent, uh, it's like a show that starts up. But you can tell something's off when the big, the big word, it, is at the, at the uh, back wall. And they'll, and they'll say, live from London, it's Lulu. And there's Lulu. And Ringo Starr, and Ringo is there, and the man you've all been waiting for, and Michael Palin, dressed as the It's guy, walks in. And, of course, he goes, hello, good evening, welcome, It, and they start playing the theme. And Lulu and Ringo are getting very ticked off. They try to walk off. Uh, Palin is trying to pull them back, but Lulu beats them off. And that's where the, that's the way the show ends. And I think that's the only time he says something other than it. Well, I think but maybe you might want to rephrase. He beats him off. Oh, she, she was beating him. She phrasing. Was, <laughs> him <with> <laughs> Not that yeah, there's anything wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, all right. So there's your honorable mention. All right, all right. But quickly go through right. your your Let's top ten. Our list. Okay, number ten. Bicycle repair man. Um, nice. Everybody is is at this the FG Superman. No different than any other law-abiding citizen. Everybody in the town is dressed as Superman, and but Mister FG Superman has a secret identity. He becomes bicycle repair man. That's right. Somebody gets in trouble. So somebody That's got right. in trouble, and there's a bicycle broken, and he changes into bicycle repair man. He fixes the man's. He fixes the Superman's bicycle, and off they go. Our hero, and at the end, John Cleese yep. got a little um, communist rant, and his wife yes, yes. calls him for tea, and he, he right. Uh, number nine, the Hungarian phrase book. The um, I will not buy this record. It is scratched. He's asking for cigarettes. Um, <laughs> It's a good one. I will not buy. I, yeah. My hovercraft is full of eels. Oh, yeah. Matches. Yeah. The All eels right. Would you, have you, the body? Yep. Would you right. hold it against me? I am no longer infected. All right. So, Next uh, up. No. Terry Jones takes the book and says something to him, and he, and he hits him. Uh, Graham Chapman hears it as a cop, and he runs in, and he says to the cop, you have beautiful thighs. And uh, drop your panties to William. I cannot wait till lunchtime. <laughs> and the cop obviously arrests them. My yeah. nipples exploding with the light. exploding with the light. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait. I, okay, I appreciate your detail, but you need to you need to trim it down a little bit for, for time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Number eight is the chemist sketch where uh, uh, Cleese is throwing out some very, um, you know, he's... Uh, not being very polite with people, he's just throwing the uh, prescriptions around. He sees a woman throwing a, a bag of ointment. Says, "I have to get a bigger bottle for you." And blah, blah. and then they say, "Well, it's, it's, and they go, uh, 
but and um, the the words that will not be listed on the show again because it was a bunch of words. The last word is Samprini, and that's the Samprini sketch. You know, he says, "Who's got a boil on his Samprini?" The cop comes, takes him away. The oh, next one is the restaurant. <laughs> the next one is the restaurant sketch number seven, where uh, he complains about the uh, Graham Chapman complains about the dirty fork. And just about everybody starts um, starts apologizing, yes. and the manager is is almost ready to ready to kill himself. Uh, John Cleese comes out his Mongo with his with his cleaver. He's going to chop people up, and uh, it's, it's just blood and mayhem. They all kill each other, yeah. and then at the end, Chapman says, "Lucky I didn't say anything about the dirty knife." See, there the you go. Next one is number six is the Undertaker sketch, probably the. Um, the most uh, obnoxious of all of their sketches. The uh, the premise of the show was the Queen could tune in at any time. They're going to play God Save the Queen when she did. This is like the last sketch. A man Animal. comes in. His wife, his mother yeah. has died. I can, I, can, I can help you. We deal with this. And at the very end, at the very end, the actually the audience is getting ready to um, storm the stage. And they end the show with the Queen's music. Yes. Uh, let's see. We are at number five. Uh, the Gumby Brain Surgeon. Uh, uh, yeah, good one. The Gumbies, you know what they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? That's a good one. Uh, number four is the funniest joke in the world, where he writes the funniest joke, they die laughing, and you have the... Then is that those good get to Schlottermeyer? Yeah, weil hund this all this... They slip out his foot, and that's how they won the, the war. That's how they won the war. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's how they won the war. Number three is Pet Shop, just because. Um, number two is one of those that goes through the entire show, the Spanish Inquisition. There's like three separate Spanish Inquisition type sketches. The one with the, uh, the one with the comfy chair. The one where they tie. Um, Carol Cleveland to the rack, and the other one at the very end, where they're trying to get to the, end, the show at the very end. No one expects Spanish Inquisition in the show. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Right. <laughs> and now for number one. Okay. At the end of after the tea shop sketch, where John Cleese shoots the the uh, tea shop man and he puts on a hat and he rides off into the sunset they go through a sketch about cheese westerns as opposed to spaghetti westerns and then they do a, a Sam Peckinpah sketch called Salad Days you have this nice beautiful idyllic scene from the probably the early 1900s they're all standing around a piano oh, yes. Michael Palin comes up and goes what a simply super day and, uh, and he says, anyone for tennis? Oh. And Graham Chapman throws him, throws him a tennis ball, hits him in the nose, blood starts spurting out. He throws his tennis racket, it goes through somebody else's stomach, and it, it's just blood and mayhem. It, it's just all over the place. And that's how, you know, somebody's got a, a, a piano keys going through them. And I, I forgot the, the, in the beginning before when... Um, the sketch about the skips, yeah, these cheese westerns. Um, Eric yeah. Idle is continually sniffing 
when he's like, doing it. And on the bottom of the screen, it says, will you please stop sniffing? Will you please stop sniffing? Like Trump on so Adderall. All this sketch is done. Oh, God. Yeah. After all this sketch is done with blood spurting everywhere, and Eric Idler goes, pretty strong meat there from Sam Peckinpah. And somebody <laughs> just ventilates him. There's blood just spurting everywhere. And at the bottom of the, the, uh, the screen, it says, tee and yeah. It, again, it, it's just so disgusting. Yeah. And they do a, an apology at the end. You know, we we apologize for this sketch. It's just it's obscene, disgusting, and yeah. and whatever. But uh, that's my number one. All right. Well, good stuff. <laughs> I because it's so bloody and disgusting. Yeah. I, I appreciate. Know I love you for some reason, Paul. Because that's you know those are my <laughs> fondest childhood memories. Late night watching Monty Python with my father. Yep. <laughs> it is why I'm called Trojan Rabbit, you know. That is. That is. <laughs> so, all right, Paul. I hate to cut it short, I but I, I have one to. Than his other number two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to let you go, Paul. But thank you. I appreciate you uh, taking the time thank out to you, make Paul. the list. And yeah. uh, a great okay. list. A great list. Very appreciated. So, but, but we'll talk to you. So, oh, okay, Paul's okay. Memory Bank. What's the theme coming up on yeah. Monday on Paul's Memory Bank? I'm standing back with the um, swings of the alphabet. I think I'm up on uh, on the letter R. I'm going to do my year-end uh, okay. people show the next week. But uh, all right, so the R, letter R, R, R coming up. R. R. Talk a lot, play music like a pirate show. Bye, um, rabbit. Yeah. All right, Paul. I love you and Good I love Anne. All. all right, we'll see you soon, yeah. my friend. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Yeah. So, all right, let's get through one of the typed lists while uh, I get uh, ready to add. Uh, uh, Michelle, do you want to go through one of uh, Theo's lists real quick? Well, Miles will have to bring it up because I don't have it on my... I have to bring up what? A list. Well, I, I, I've got okay, a, I've got let Adam... Let you work on you work on that, Adam. Go ahead and do Jay Colley's list of Bond villains. Okay. You have it ready, Adam? I, I thought it was. I thought it was meow goodness. Is or meow goodness? No, uh, no, 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 no. That's Jay Collins. That's Jay Collins. So all right, <laughs> Jay Collins top ten Bond villains coming at number ten. Raul Silva in Skyfall. Number nine, Fiona Volpe in Thunderball. Can't we just get beyond Thunderball? Number eight, Francisco Scaramanga, the man with the golden gun. Seven. Max Zorin and Mayday in A View to Kill. Six, Jaws, played by the late, great Richard Keel in The Spy Who Loved Me. Number five, Alex Trevelyan and Xenia Onatop in Golden Eye. Number four, Donald Red Grant and Rosa Klebb from Russia with Love. Number three, Dr. Julius No, Dr. No. Number two, Ernst Stavro. Scroll down, damn you. Uh, Blofeld, Blofeld, several bound villains, but probably most no, probably most, most nobly, you only die twice. And finally, number one. Well, let me get the drum roll. There, here it goes. All right. Arik Goldfinger and Oddjob in. Goldfinger. Brilliant, brilliant song by Dame Shirley Bassey. I love that song. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. Goldfinger. Yeah, that was from that list was from Jay Colley, but uh, on the line right now, 
On the line right now, our last caller of the night, living in Long Island. Good to see you. Hello, living. Hello there. How is everyone? Doing well. Good. Doing How are well. You? All right. What's the good word? Well, the no, good word is you have a list. The word is you've got a list. Yeah. Oh, Damn it, Kenny. Looks like you. <laughs> and remind it remind everybody what your list is. All right. I remember when we were discussing, I guess it kind of came during Dave calling. I guess the suggestion was like places where I would live if I wasn't living on Long Island, although I've lived on Long Island all my life. But. Yeah. That <laughs> was Joe's. That, I believe that was Joe's. That was Joe's suggestion for a list. <laughs> no, that was, yeah, that was. And then I said, well, I guess like, I got the list and, uh, Right, I'll put. I'll save number one for last. I'm kind of doing these downwards. Okay. But uh, okay, I was looking at one point Los Angeles. Some some places I like because I wanted to be someplace warmer where there's no yeah. winter. And a little, a few are like place. And there are some places here that I haven't been, but are on my bucket list. At least I would like to eventually visit them. So yeah. that's also there. Washington D.C. is also a place I wouldn't mind living in if I could afford it. Yeah. And then I looked at quintessentially. I would probably like you know to go to either London and or Paris. So those were my others. Nice. And I've been to Toronto, to, uh, the city of Toronto. I like. I've been there a few times. That's nice. cold. That's cold living. There's I winter don't there. The winter. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice when it's like. Yeah. And then that way I also say like Vancouver, which actually isn't as bad as you know, which actually doesn't get as cold. Vancouver's kinda of like a slightly I know slightly colder Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I, I think Boston, it. which again probably wouldn't want to be in the winter time, but I've been to Boston several times. And then this one is probably lower on my list mainly because I wouldn't want to be there in the winter time, Montreal. Liv, you're picking a lot of winter cities. I know, that's weird. Some of, yeah, some of them are. I mean, like, yeah, other than, like, yeah, L.A., that was probably... Are you basically I mean, telling I, us that you want to get out of America? Well, that may <laughs> depend what happened in the 2020 election. Okay. Hopefully not that I'm afraid <laughs> might happen, but it may be in the back door of my mind. And actually, strangely enough, the place that I wanted to go, I, I know I went there last two years for uh, NAB, so I'd say my number... My number one. The drum roll. Oh, here here comes the drum roll. Here it is. Las Vegas. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Vegas. But, but it does have a nice warm climate, and guys, I was even there in the summer when it gets up to almost 110. Although usually I would spend most of the day in the hotel pool. Yes. Well, that's not a bad list at all. Would would you gamble if you moved to Vegas? I mean, I do a little bit. I'm not like a big gambler. Yeah. I usually like I like I I basically say I have a few bucks I set aside and then it's like once I blow it, then I'm done. You know, I lost 20 bucks in a poker game when I was like uh, 13 years old. <laughs> and I I vowed I'd never never gamble again. And guess what? Kenny Pick hasn't done. He's never gambled again. Well, see, see, I mean, there are other things to do besides gamble in Vegas. Yeah, you can go to okay. Paris. Well, yeah. here's the thing about gambling. Yeah. Gambling, it, it, think about this. Gambling away 20 bucks when you're 13. 
Is the, is, the, uh, is the equivalent of gambling away like a thousand bucks when you're 30? <laughs> yes, yes. You know? <laughs> so, I think the so living is trying to get away from the cold. I want to get back to the cold. <laughs> well, I think we need to come up with a timeshare swap or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We'll we'll take care of your guys' cats. You take care of our guys' cats, and Hell you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I see love it. to meet Loki. All right, let's let's turn up the night timeshare. I, I don't think that I don't think that would work out well. I think our cats would get very upset. But Paul, uh, uh, Livin, Livin, thank you for for being on. Uh, go ahead and give your uh, give a uh, you got a few seconds before I uh, cut you loose. Oh, right, yeah, because it's like, hey, you know, just as long as we, uh, nothing ever gets shriveled up like Donald Trump's penis. Oh, there he goes. Don't say penis in this house. Get out of my house. All right, that's it. That's how you leave. So close. So, no, wait, wait, guys, I gotta, I want to give, I want to give this one to live. I hung up on him. He finally got to say penis. On Don't turn up tonight, he finally got to say it on the air. He did, he did, and I hung up on him for it. So <laughs> I didn't hang up on him for that. I had to, I, I had to hang up because we have like he did. He, mere minutes how left. Many, how so. many for the past year? He's always been the first one. In first the one. Room. He's always the first one to throw his penis out there. So. Finally got to throw his penis out oh, no, on come. air. Save so, penis in this house. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. We gotta. We gotta and, and buckle down. Here. We gotta buckle down. We gotta tuck show, it. So. Have, we need to I tuck it. We need to tuck it. So. All right. Uh. All right. Tuck what? Penis. God. Seriously. All right. Last time. Stop it. Happens. She did it. Not me. I didn't tuck anything. Okay, chill, chill. All right, we have lists we have to still read. <laughs> so, all right, all right. Um, so you uh, you have Theo's list. I think that was two different ones. Do both of you, Miles and Michelle, want to read uh, one of them? Yeah, I can. Uh, I'll read the films, and Miles can read the media. Okay. All right. One of you go. Miles. So, Miles. Okay. Uh, media. Sense Eight, Netflix series. Oh, Labyrinth. We know that. Very good one. Yes. That's okay. where part part of this clip comes it's from. That's not fair. That's right. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Carnival Row. Great series. Uh, Star Trek Discovery. Good show. Good one. And Grimm. Grimm. Okay. Uh, interesting. I haven't watched that myself. Um, Grim is cool. Yeah. All right. So Michelle, go ahead and get to Theo's uh, finalistically. Yeah, he, he's on, he, yeah, he has a good one on films. Um, the first one is Destination Moon. When worlds collide. Classic. War of the Worlds, produced by George Paul. Very nice. This Island Earth, directed by Joseph Newman. Also a classic. The Thing from Another World, produced and directed under the table by Howard Hawks, credited to Christian Neeby. Interesting. 
The Day the Earth Stood Still, oh, directed yeah. by Robert Wise. Oh, Gort. Very good choice. Yep. Clatchy Nick Dubrota. Yep, Forbidden Planet. A classic. Oh, he's got all the good ones on there. Yes, he does. He's, he's a brainiac. 2001 is Space Odyssey. Of course. Kubrick. Um, the Martian, directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's kind of a that's kind of a surprise. That's that's interesting. It is, it, but it's a it's it's a nifty movie if you think of the logistics and stuff. It's really really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the Rocketeer. Now that one surprised me. By Joe Johnston. That's kind of funny because um, this head sculpture I'm working on is looking more and more like the Rocketeer. Kind of looks like an evil <laughs> Rocketeer. Go ahead. Um, Wally, directed by I know not whom. <laughs> okay. I love Wally. I love Wally was Wally. a great movie. Oh my, it was. It's about robots. Yes. And he says the original Star Wars trilogy. All right. Star Trek's two, three, four, six, and eight. All over the place, I know. There you go. Wow. All right. So thank you for that. And I believe the last. Thank you, Theo. Thank you, Theo, for the abundance of joy and sci-fi stuff. So I think he was working on another one, and he's like, I'm sorry to inundate you, but it's like, it's fine. You know, I'm glad we had the material to fill out the show. And last but not least, another voluminous list maker is our good friend Sandy and Durwood. And Rain, you have the final, and I think you should read it backwards from how, I'm not sure. Well, you'll know by reading the list. Whether or not. I I think you're right. I'm going to read this one backwards. Yeah. And and I just want to give, because Sandy is always here in our chat room, and she she's been, she's just been real bit bu- she's just been real busy lately so you know sandy and- is can we just give sandy some amazing credits because oh yeah she's awesome she, she's a great friend she she's a anything great listener yep. no she does everything she, no, if you're gonna just if you're gonna do something you might as well go all ass whole yeah, sandy ass is, whole is ass. amazing and she's a really awesome so. person and I just want to give her some extra credit in this new year because yeah. I love her. She was the one, actually, you guys might know this, who wouldn't. I was just like, I can't keep in touch with everybody online. Can you get them together for the party? And she did. Yeah. So, and she's I, I uh, just, I love her so much. And she much. brought chocolate gravy. Yes, she did. And Hugh. <laughs> and Hugh. Hugh, I love you. I love Hugh too. So, <laughs> so, so now her husband Hugh is I just a great guy. To just give a little extra props to Sandy. Yeah. So her her last list was and the most the most everybody. punchable people in the Trump administration. Yes, these yeah. are the punchable people. So her last list, starting from the bottom, Mike right. Pompeo. <laughs> Oh, you know, I bet you that probably would have changed if she hadn't think, written it. Yeah, this if is she hadn't written it three days ago. Because the, <laughs> yeah, the next, the next one is um, Jared. Now, keep in mind, Jared was recently put in charge of Middle East negotiations. 
So we have Mike Pompeo and Jared Kushner. Next up, y'all ready? Sure. Karen Pence. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I could see it. That was some deep, that's some deep throat punching. Not deep state, deep throat punching. Oh, yeah. That's, uh. Um, <laughs> next up, Betsy DeVos. Oh, yeah. Bing, bing, bong, and dat. This one, this one is kind of, this one, this one's kind of surprising. Can't, I cannot disagree with Sandy uh-huh. on this one. Samuel Alito. Oh. Right? Because remember, this is the administration and SCOTUS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a personal story about Sam Alito. I know a woman whose mother went to law school with Sam Alito. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the mother told the daughter Sam Alito cheated on his um, exams. Oof. Oof. I'm just telling you. Next one, Clarence Thomas. Oh, yeah. And she clarified. She did clarify in the chat room. It's it's the administration and SCOTUS. So, okay. Yes, and SCOTUS. All right. So we have Clarence Thomas. <clears throat> uh, Is this a... Hold on, I, I'm drinking a Coke here, and I think there's something on the. Is that a? Is that a pubic hair? Ew! Kenny Louise. <laughs> really? Ew. Kenny, Kenny. From what I understand, you have many, many pussies in your house. <laughs> I do, I do. So. Wow. It could be. Wow. It could be a hair from one of your pussy No, cats. no, 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 no. No. Is that too much? Is that too much, everybody? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, well. All right, finish anyway, up. We got we to get going. Next up on the list, Mike Pence. So punchable. Yeah, he really is because he just stands there. He yeah. just stands there. He's, he's creepy as fuck. Um, then we have Brett Kavanaugh, who is totally oh, punchable. The boof. Oh, I like beer. Oh my god. I like beer. I like beer. If I was at a party with what was her name who who testified? Um, Give me her name. Uh, Dr. Blaze Ford. Yes. If I was at a party with her, and I know this for a fact because I remember just if I was at a party with her, I would have punched him. I drank beer if I with found my out friends. What he did to her, I Sometimes I had too him. many beers. I liked beer. Yeah. I still like beer. I had beers. Yeah. Have oh, some beers. One beer. Drink beer. Drinks beer. Drank no, beer and no, drinking no, no, beer. No. You've probably had beer, no. Senator. Beach Week Ralph Club biggest contributor. You know, I got a weak stomach. Whether it's with beer, I like you beer. Have that. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. You like beer, Senator, or not? Um, what do you like to drink? Next one. Hanging out and having some beers with friends, which I gladly no. do. In which I fully embrace. All right. Sorry. I would have punched him, but I have a f- strong feeling now that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is cancer-free, she might punch him. She might. Yeah. I think that could happen, don't you? Might he might throw up a, a couple beers there. Uh, Michelle, you were gonna, you were saying something there. And you're saying no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Next up. This is number nine. Number two? Most punchable. Yes, number two. 
Bill Barr. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely number two. Yeah, he's number two. (laughs) All right, so number number two who comes right behind number one. Donald J. Dump. God bless the United States. Wait a minute, Trump. We're not done. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good stuff. I think all of our listicles. Listicles. Your New Year's resolutions have been resolved on turn of the night. <laughs> Um, Henry, yeah. are, you, are you having a stroke? Are you okay? No, I'm talking like a royal Briton. Listicles. <laughs> Listicles have been fulfilled here on Ted of the Night. All right, guys, I'm calling an ambulance for Kenny. Why? Sweet I'm fancy joking. Moses. It's a funny voice I like to do. I know that. I was joking. Well, it hurt my feelings anyway. How does it feel? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm I sorry. Was, was doing a voice with him. Listen. Hello. I was doing now. little waves too while I was doing that. I was doing tiny little waves. <laughs> tune it. Tune in after the show, and I'll be committing how to cure you live on the air to compensate. Don't do no. that, Adam. Stop. Stop saying that. Uh, yeah. Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. And Romney said so. So you better. Um, all right, all right. We're we're I think already. This is a great wh- list of Clay's episode. I think it was. Oh, yes, indeed, rather. Oh, yes, I think it was lovely. It was uh, much better than Megxit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brexit has nothing on us tonight. <laughs> um. Yeah. I have Brexit for breakfast. <laughs> With my tea. There and is no Mexit because <laughs> Megan is in Canada, and so therefore there will be no bangers in the mash. Oh, the bangers got mashed, did they? <laughs> Rather. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This is this is this is a thing with me and Rain apparently, and it's awesome. Uh, so. I know Susan's probably cringing in the other room. <laughs> it's okay, Susan. I'm cringing too. Hell. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you, everybody, uh, for uh, providing your list for us tonight. I thought that was a lot of fun. A fun little exercise. And once again, well, I'll steal this from uh, Re- Resistor Sisters. Um, you know what it was? Uh what we were doing there? Oh, seriously, where is that? Uh, no, you, you're right. Um, I'm just trying to... Uh, he just needs to find the clip. Yeah, I, the, the clip should be called Getting... Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, here it is, yeah, yeah. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Yeah, so that's very nice. That's very nice. Um... Uh, but anyway, we got to start wrapping things up and I know uh, I've kept you guys far too long right now. So let's do parting shots. 
and we'll go ahead and go alphabetical style tonight. So, Adam, what is your parting shot, sir? And thank you for um, your list. Thank you for having. Oh, thank you for having me, and I've enjoyed myself. And uh, Mike Check Radio this Sunday. Wow, I actually did it right for a change. This Sunday, uh, no plan yet. Although we'll be talking about, uh, I did promise Miles at least one segment about impeachment, and uh, you know how narrow how we narrowly avoided World War Three. Yeah. Oh, and more yeah, Sunday afternoon before the show. Wait, say it again. You skyped out a little. I'm sorry, and I forgot more Tales of Symphonia on su- Sunday afternoon. Before what's your and this is on uh, Tales of Symphonia. This is your um, um, Twitch, your Twitch streaming account, right? Yes, Adam uh, Adam Coon with uh, two ends. Yeah, I, I'll, I always post. Okay, all right, and you know, go check you know Adam's Facebook page or uh, over on the Turnips page or whatever. Uh, check it out. So, very nice. And you got your audio uh, situation worked out too. Hmm? Audio situation? Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I believe I have. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, right. I well, I'll try. Time. I'll try and pop by and and uh, and uh, give a critique. It's or, just the thing is, is that if I, you know, I gotta be careful because, you know, yeah. it sounds good for won't necessarily sound good here. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah, Michelle, thank you for joining us. So we really appreciate it. Um, did you? I hope you had fun, and I appreciated your villain list. Um, what do you got on the way out? Um, I'm glad to be here. Um, there are villains in all shapes and sizes. I like to look at the villains that make me laugh and that I enjoy them. I don't like real yeah. life villains because. You know, you can go over so many. You can go over the Hitler. You can go over with Twitler. You know, there's. Yeah. But I, I like the fictional villains, and that will always make me smile and laugh. So, there you go. Very good, and thank you again for being here with us tonight, Miles. Thank you for your uh your plot twist, least. <laughs> yes. And uh, I you. hope you had fun tonight. Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. Uh, for my parting shot, I'll just say that, um, I, you know, a little PSA. I'd like to um, ask, you know, I mean, time marches on, and yes. it, it, it will take its toll. I mean, you people will suffer the ravages of it. I mean, it will afflict their bodies. It'll start to, uh, you know, take its toll. And um, I, I would only ask that, you know, uh, you know that people... If you have have it in your heart to um, petition the NFL to deflate balls oh, Jesus for the NFL for the Patriots, stop! The <laughs> stop it! Stop it! <laughs> You're gonna force my hand. And here all along, I thought you were just going to tell people to check the expiration dates on their canned goods. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. I, I am much more insidious than that. Yeah, I know you are. He, you sadistic son of a sailor man. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Miles. Anything else uh, you'd like to add before you go? Nope. All right, Rain. It's The stage is yours. 
Oh, the stage is mine. Yeah. I actually am on Miles' side about sports. But, oh, God. Um, <laughs> what? The New York Giants actually hired one of their cheating coaches as their head coach. Don't do so, that. That's rude. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, and I'm okay with it at this point. But the one thing I want to say, one thing, and I think that, okay, two things. Maybe three. And I'll make this quick. Oh, dear God. Most important. It's not sports. <laughs> oh, I thought uh, you were going to be like, I got three sports things. I got two. No, hold on. Maybe three. No, I'm sorry. Maybe 20 sports things I want to talk about. I had a pillow and I was like covering up with an Afghan and I was like, look, getting a cat to come sit on my lap. I was looking for like a, a bag of potato chips. Uh, <laughs> what I want everybody in the chat room and everybody who's listening to the podcast Make sure that you're registered to vote. Yes. Because, quite honestly, we don't know what's going to happen with the impeachment. In, you know, the impeachment thing that's going to happen. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of people who think they know. We don't know. You I know, I would say, I would say, you know, better yet, not because I know all of our listeners are registered to vote. Ask other people if they're registered to vote around you. That's. That's what I'm getting. People that we don't know. Make sure that your registration is up to date and make sure that your neighbors and your friends and your coworkers, because that's not politics. No. That is not politics. Ask your coworkers if they're registered to vote. And if they're not, you know, the next day, bring in a voter registration form. That's, That's one of my biggest parting shots. The other parting shot that I have and 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 this is because of something that just happened a couple of days ago. We we came across an amazing flight deal. Yeah. And if you if you follow me on Facebook, Bob and I are going back to Europe in September. That's awesome. It it is awesome, but here here's the thing. And this is this is one of my biggest parting shots because shit is going to be so insane this year. Mm. I'm not saying you have to go to Europe. What I'm going to say is get your passport in case you need to escape. Yeah. Because you know what? Because you know why? A lot of us are sick and tired of this country. Yeah. (laughs) But the other thing is that when you have an opportunity that if you can afford to take it, and I know a lot of people can, I know a lot of people can't afford to do what Bob, although the, although the, the flight, the flights that we got, weren't much more than flying from D.C. to Florida round trip. That's how good the deal was. But my parting shot is if if you can find a way to get away, to give yourself a break, do it. We got, I got a cat fight going on here. Yeah. I'm, Ken, I'm trying to, uh, to get away. I'm trying to, to I'm trying to encourage Eliza Rose to stand up for herself and she is. So I gotta wrap up the show. But sorry guys. That, that was that's okay. My, right. my point yeah. was is that if you need to take a break and get away, get away. My point is I need to back up J Row right now. So uh good night everybody. Okay. See you Tuesday. Good night, guys. Love you all. Love you all. Bye bye. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. 
On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you! Good night, Lawrence! <laughs> That's it! <laughs> Tolerate it.